played the game of life. But first things first. Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to be off for a few weeks. I want to get through these bags of snacks. Snack uh, reviews. Hi, everybody. Damn, I thought you had that w- talk with him. I will I will point this. I will, I will, I will show it to Dan. Dan, have you had this before? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like that. Like, hey, chips, Dan, have you had this shrimp, thing from Southeast Asia or the Philippines or Hawaii? It is the Filipino brand. Yeah, that's why I was asking. Clover chips are pretty good, but for me, sometimes they suffer from the what I like to call the chicken in a biscuit syndrome, which I think we discussed before, where it tastes delicious, but after about like a dozen, you're just like, now I feel gross. I don't know what it is, whatever chemicals and preservatives they put in that stuff, but it always starts out great. You know the thing they didn't put preservatives in? The satisfaction. It only lasts so long. I can get down with that. Yeah. It's, uh... See, the thing that's interesting to me about the Asian oh, snacks... Oh, that, uh, that last chip was definitely more shrimp barbecue than mm. the first one I had. The, uh... They're usually that's like a shrimp more barbecue. subtly flavored than, like, a lot of the American stuff. Yeah. It's a more refined palate. I'm gonna put my Anthony Bourdain hat on. Right. Actually, he doesn't uh, really talk about that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, he's the last guy who yeah. would talk about that. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a poll with the two other members of this <laughs> podcast crew. Salty or sweet? The other ones? Wait. You two. Oh. Uh, Leonardo? Dan picks salty or sweet? Salty. Kevin? Salty? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll move Man, right why along. so salty? Why we'll so keep, salty? I also said two words. This is another Leslie's. This is called I Love Cheese. And apparently they just shoved three <clears> different <throat> other snacks into one snack. Oh. So it's a, it's like a... Grab bag. One of those... Like the Cheetos mix, yeah, only the Doritos mix yeah. or something. Yeah, where they just have everything all in or pub mix. Yeah, but like I remember when that first came out, and like you you open that bag up for the first time, and you're like, these are tiny Doritos. These aren't full size Doritos. Oh yeah, and those little Doritos are weird. They're 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 all right. It always it always ends up like I only like one of the flavors, and then yeah. whenever you I get pick the other out the one, rest. I'm like, Ugh. Then you're trying to pick it out, and it's like, what am I doing anyway? Or like if somebody puts it out at a party and they put it in a bowl, you're just picking out, like, the Cheetos. So we definitely have a Cheeto in here, and then we have other corn-style puff-type <coughs> snacks. I'm just getting Culver chips. Huh? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so that's, that's also the problem with the snack mixes, is that all the heavy stuff settles at the bottom of the bag. So when you start pouring it out, you get the lighter stuff on top. Oh, Kevin got a cheap puff in there, it looks like. I got a regular crunchy style Cheeto. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a different kind of cheese flavor than uh, than your standard Cheetos. Yeah, almost tastes more milky, I guess. Melted? Che- I get, I can get that milky. Milky? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we'll keep working our way through salt and stuff. This is. I saw this. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin always looks like he has like this like really concentrated. He's trying, he's trying to find he's the like, palate. Like he's trying to to get the the layers of flavor. Like he's concentrating on it. a lot on the chips. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, what are these things? Is what that a hint of turmeric? I believe it might be. I mean, you could look at the ingredients on the back of the bag and see if they tell you. Then I get depressed. Spices. I got that B to twelve, B one to B twelve, baby. I've got, these, I've got sodium benzoate. I got all the yellows. These are Oishi potato fries. Oh. Tomato ketchup flavor. Oh. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. You haven't had these, Dan. No. Kevin, you've not had the tomato fries. I prefer mushroom ketchup. Oh wow. 
Oh, you definitely get a <clears throat> tomatoy flavor. I learned mushroom ketchup is a real thing. Bree has started mm-hmm. watching this, um, like, oh, wow. this, we make 18th century food uh-huh. authentically. Oh, God. And he's like, today we're going to make a mushroom ketchup. So, before tomatoes were commonplace, there was mushroom ketchup. It's like a weird mushroom sauce. That is definitely... Tastes ketchup. Tastes like ketchup. Like It tastes like the tomato pockies. I've never had those. They're not bad. Yeah. Imagine the same flavor, but instead of kind of the this texture, mm-hmm. the pocky texture. Yeah. Well, it's like... This almost tastes like like they dehydrated tomato paste somehow and put it on the on the, the potato the snack, which is good. Tastes like a French fry that was left out on the counter. And then you re-microwaved it and then left it out again. <laughs> Alright, we've got a returning where the texture just gets a little bit off. Returning brand, this is the uh, <clears throat> the Nagaraya, the cracker nuts, but this is the barbecue flavor. Hey, that's m- my people's term, cracker nuts. Okay, well, in our word, our people. <laughs> I'm the whitest person here. <laughs> Crack ass crackers. Yeah, you guys are pretty white. <laughs> I think you guys are equal. <clears throat> no, I do have the Native American. I get a little bit. I took you the white, an- you Ben Affleck. <laughs> I took the ancestry test. I know I'm all white. And now the government can use all of that data against you. Ah. I don't get much barbecue out of these. I feel like there should be more barbecue flavor. Just tastes like the other nuts. Yeah. Well, the other ones had a garlic zing to them. These don't have that. It's salt flavored. Yeah. I like the texture of these though a lot. Like I really do like the how oh, they. Oh, crunchy shell on the peanut. Mm-hmm. Like a savory M M&M and M instead of you know chocolate. I also got I I bought two things of rice crackers, but I know we, you guys have had these and I've probably had them too. There's the hot version and then there's the non-hot version. Um, I was I got these mainly so that if I got like a bag of popcorn I could throw these in there because the well I like that hurricane popcorn there's not enough of this stuff in that oh, yeah, in yeah. the hurricane popcorn so yeah. I definitely got I got these and I was like yeah I really like that it's hurricane popcorn the most popcorn. expensive ingredient yeah is the is the <clears> rice <throat> chips that are in it so we'll move right along um, here we'll get we'll get some fruit in guys we'll get some healthy Here's fruit hot meat oh that hot meat right there so I found leading. Fuji apples. Eight meat. Oh man, I'm going to get together with all eight of my mates. So these were a new leading. That's how British people would say friends. So I was like, okay, I gotta try it. Damn. I like Fuji apples quite a bit. <clears throat> See how it works with leading powder. Not getting much of that Mm-mm. powder going on. Mm-mm. More of the apple, yeah. More dried apple. Went way too light on the powder. Should I have bought an extra container of powder? No. No, we snored it. Be too yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to be up for like... <laughs> You're never going to get that get that feel out of your nose for like months. <laughs> no, that's the story somebody says before they go, that's why I can't smell anymore. Yeah. We have two different choco pre- chocolate-style pretzels. From Jack and Jill, one is listed at one is called Choco Knots, which says chocolate coated pretzels. Now with milkier chocolate, milkier chocolate. So we will see. These are okay. Yeah, these are full size pretzels with chocolate on them. <coughs> a la your flips, or I believe that's the 
the Nestle one. That's our term. <laughs> Jesus Christ, wow, John. John. You should definitely make less coated chocolate than the ones that we get here. Yeah, it's like a almost like a powdered. Oh, it tastes like Nestle Quick. You just eat the quick just right out of the box mm. without actually <laughs> mixing it with anything. That's what it tastes like. Or the chocolate coating on those cookies that any vendor will give you at Christmas time yes. because you get a whole case of them for like a buck fifty. It almost reminds me of um, the store brand sandwich cookies. Oh yeah, right. Like the, the not El Fudge, uh-huh. but the other like sandwich. Oreo, their Oreo versions, or like their you know, or the vanilla with the mm-hmm. chocolate mm-hmm. in between. That's what that reminds me of. Like surprisingly enough, <laughs> like the and stuff you would get at the AMPM. Yes. Yeah, you'd see that package in the vending oh, machine. I used to get those from the AMPM no. back when Remember we were in college. You're buying snacks at the AMPM, like you mm-hmm. know, you're in dire straits. Remember, we would buy sandwiches at like sandwiches two a.m. or like the apple pies or something. Uh-huh. It's just like, man, we, what are we doing with our lives? Of course, they didn't build out at that point the subway and stuff no. like that. So we it's had like limited options when we were gaming late at night. We're like, we want <laughs> something to snack on. And I'm not going to pay a dollar for yeah, a tiny bag of chips down in the vending machine. Kind of funny. Like, a 7-Eleven would kill, like, right, right by oh, yeah. University. Mm-hmm. You could get, if you could get Slurpees at 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Instead, they have, like, AM, PM, and a, what's yeah. it, the other one's, like, an Arco or some shit? Yeah. Or a Shell? The yeah. Shell. <laughs> but, yeah, like, neither of those were, like, the big food <clears throat> mart style. Like, if you had a fucking 7-Eleven there, yeah. give me a big bite at one thirty in the morning. Or throw a Circle K down there. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw one of those type of places. Because, no offense, Japan, AM, PM is, we would have it's not really good. Yeah. <laughs> if we were in Japan, things would be a lot different. Finally, the chocolate pretzels from Jack and Jill, which are just pretzel sticks covered in chocolate. So yeah. it's stick form of the air ones. Oh, this one has a less Nestle Quick. Yeah, less Nestle Quick, but still, like, I don't want to believe that these are actual pretzels. Like, the pretzels that I know of. These are Pocky. These, Yeah, these are, like, either Pocky or, like we said, the actual wafer part of the sandwich cookies from the vending machine or the... Well, they definitely oh, take out any of the salt bits of the pretzels. Yeah. This, this feels like they took the end of a Pocky, cut it off, and covered chocolate on the exposed end. Yeah. And then finally, we have off-brand Pocky. Lottie Koalas, which are... What? Oh, those things aren't... Those are awesome. Yeah, but they're not the Hello Panda. This is the... This is the... You, you Fuck Hello Panda. I only say hello to one animal. That's Kitty. Okay. Panda could suck it. Oh, yeah. Smell that artificial strawberry. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's strong. That smell like you opened a pack of, of bubble yum in mm-hmm. a car. Yep. Yeah, it's almost a bubble yum in the middle. Yeah. The cookies look like, what if somebody tattooed a cookie? I like those. Somebody got those, uh, the microwave, not ravioli, but the pizza bites. Bagel, oh, uh, Temptinos, the, the pizza rolls. Pe- yeah, the pizza rolls. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's pizza rolls, but it's... strawberry of, pizza rolls. Instead of mystery meat and nuclear sauce. My mouth is on fire. Yeah, oh yeah. good, I got a level three chemical burn on my tongue from biting into this pizza roll too soon. I let it sit for 24 hours. How is it still retaining all of the heat? Not long enough. This is physically impossible. (laughs) Like, they have to get whatever technology that allows those those pizza things, especially like the the Stouffer's pizzas or uh, hot pockets. Oh, the Red Baron. Yeah, how it how it retains that heat? We gotta like put that in other technology. 
don't go off of Hot Pockets because half the time they fail and you end up with like it is frozen in the middle well, yeah, after it's some five kind of, minutes. It's some kind of uh, shielding, right? It prevents it from getting too hot. But when it does get hot, it prevents it from leaving. Yeah, I don't know if there's a practical application for that, but it's the hot pocket conundrum is always like nowadays. If you do get them at our age, no longer college students, you I go you prepare you, yourself. I could tell you the use for it in the same way that you'd think about hot pockets: space travel. Okay, well, you know, like the hot pockets jingle, uh-huh. hot yeah. pockets. Yeah. It's it's the. At this point in our lives, you go, do I really want to spend the 20 minutes it's going to take to heat this up in the oven? Like, Because it'll come out better. You know it will. I have never heated a Hot Pocket in the oven. Oh, if you, yeah. If you put those things in the oven, they actually... If, like, if I'm going at that low level of cooking... Like, yeah, there's... What are you doing? But if you have a toaster oven, like I said, that's... There's the... the Look, heating, I'm not going to heat preheat my oven oven. Heating things at an oven be, begins at the Tostino's pizza level. Anything it, above that, then okay. I'll start heating stuff in an oven. Okay. But before That's that... the basement? Yeah. Because you don't want to put that in a microwave. No. Yeah. It turned out bad. It does know. say that you can put it in a microwave, I believe. I could put a lot of things in the microwave that are a bad decision. You shouldn't. Um, I could put this beer in a microwave. Yeah, I have a co-worker who only puts... Who, who used... He says that he's only put it in the microwave. The Totino's party pizza. Because he likes it. He likes it soggy, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. You have set your 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 expectations. World. When your expectations are that low, the question is, how do you even continue on each day? I I mean, it's Totino's, right? Like, I mean, you know. Hey, when you want a Totino's party pizza. That shit is the shit. I, I figure that that's the kind of food that, <laughs> hey, whatever you want to do to it, that's your prerogative. I'm okay with... Like, it's not like, it's not like oh, I'm just microwaving a steak. It's like, no, okay, like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like, you can't just <laughs> microwave it and start eating it. I know we all have our own kind of quirks, but you should probably cook that like a normal person. See, Tostino's, that's the one part where I could get down with, like, when Dan Riker talks about weird fucking food... I can't understand his idea of the Totino sandwich, where you put one face up, then you take the other one face down onto that one, no, and you, you cook put, it. You put, I just, no, you put the pizza rolls on top of it, and then you cook it. I just feel like that would just be heartburn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be that way now, anyways. I just look at that, and I'm just like, <clears throat> this is not going to be pleasant four hours from now. Yeah, that's how I woke up most things. All food is potential. Yeah, one Tostino's pizza, great. But you try to, I don't think I do it rope. Or two at the same time. How many pizzones in a row? No. You know what? I, I learned a wacky fact. Sure. Joey Chestnut, he has the record not just for the most hot dogs at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He also has it for the most pizzones in ten minutes. Over eight of them. And the most Taco Bell soft beef tacos in ten minutes. Fifty-three. <laughs> that's heartburn. That doesn't no. Well, oh, and the, the shits afterwards. <laughs> it just—he's also the poutine eating champion. Just much to Canada's anger. Coalesces into like a slurry. <laughs> Are you talking about soft tacos? Yeah, if you eat too many. Yeah, yeah it's, after you poop those out, look, that I, texture is not normal. I ate. I ate some breakfast Taco Bell. Like this morning, and I just took a shit before the podcast. I think that's the same thing. I think it just went right through my system. Wow. So what you're saying is if it's human centipede time, that'd be the most fair food to feed the front person for the back person. Because yeah. it's just going right down the line. It's like, 
an hour of digestion, and my body was like, we're, we're rejecting this. I was going to say hour of digestion or an hour of rejection. Yeah. Or you just got the express lane. Yeah. It got the, it, it got the, I forgot what the, going across the border, the fast pass or something. Oh, yeah, what is pretech or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. They just got the extra lane. Mm-hmm. The I have money, Wayne. I mean, speaking of tacos, I tried a Burger King taco this week because they've been advertising them. And then they talked about them on the Bombcast this week. And I was like, yeah, I want to try one of those. Oh. So I had a Burger King taco, a couple of them yesterday. No, they're, they're, they're fine. Like they, Tacos the can be pretty passable from anywhere. I mean, Jack in Box, who knows what the fuck is in them, but they're tacos. good. Their tacos are good. <laughs> they're horrible. We don't know what's in them. Nobody knows what's in them. It's like, what are we going to do instead of shredded cheese on our tacos? We've got all these American singles. We're just going to put it in the taco. What do we do about meat? We don't want to spend money on meat. It's meat. There's meat in that taco. I can't tell you what kind of meat it is offhand. My guess is soy and mushroom. Like, it has a weird spongy texture. It's not bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not bad. No, it's just bad. It's a Totino's Party Pizza of tacos. Yeah, I gotta be in the right mindset for it. Um, But yeah. If it's 2 a.m., you're pretty much drunk out of your mind, grab one of those tacos, and if you remember that in the morning after your blackoutness, you'd go, you know what, that wasn't too bad. The... The problem with the Burger King taco is that it is a dollar for each taco. Or you could go to Jack in the Box and get two tacos right now for a dollar twenty. And it's like, why would I? Or you go to Taco Bell and get like the party pack. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of just their plain tacos at Taco Bell. So I much. get the soft ones. Eh, they're pretty, pretty good. But you've got a Del Taco beef. close to you, so there's no excuse for going to Taco Bell. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's close to me in the same sense that's close to you. It's kind of like my brother. He lives just a mile north of where I used to. That's pretty close to the new Dicks, right? Do you know where he goes when he wants Dicks? Seattle. He goes Capitol Hill because that's closer. Because, you know, physical distance is one thing. There's a Lowe's right by that Del Taco. Mm -hmm. There's also a Lowe's 10 miles north of there by where I used to live. You know which Lowe's I go to? The one 10 miles north of me because that one's closer. I measure my time instead of distance. Sure. Trying to get to Highway 18 on Pack Highway, mm-hmm. that is not close. That may be two miles away, but that is about 40 minutes away. I will sometimes do like Uber Eats for Del Taco. Actually, it's Postmates for them, which is kind of dumb. They're the only ones that's only Postmates. Eh. I will say that their, their meatless taco, the Beyond Taco, is pretty good. But that is not close to me. Because that area... Unless you're going at off times, that is a shitty place to go. That's like trying to drive through Pikes, like down at the market. You don't drive down there. Well, of course not. But yes, the, the Taco Bell taco is, is inferior in every way to Del Taco Bell. I was just making the point that... Eh, not when you're in the mood for the right type of shit. Sure. There is a certain, like, it's kind of like Campbell's Chicken Soup. That stuff is not that good. But if you're feeling like death, like you have a nasty flu, that stuff can be an elixir of life. Oh, yeah. Totino's Party Pizza, if you're feeling really sick, all of a sudden that could become like your ambrosia. But your, your new sickness. Yeah. The new sickness. Yeah, you just transfer your sickness over from to the pizza. Because <laughs> like when you're feeling sick, it doesn't make you feel bad anymore. It yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah. And the fact that those are still... You can find them on occasion, not always now, for a dollar a pizza. 
Well, that's the other thing is when you find them for a dollar a pizza, you buy like ten of them. Yeah. They don't take up any room in the freezer. Yeah, you kind of wonder what their process is and sell it for a dollar and they're okay. That means that the cost of it is it's monumentally less low. than a dollar. Yeah, Although like, they start to save money on the packaging when they switch from the, the cardboard boxes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was plastic wrapped and then in a cardboard box, and now they're like, "What well, if we just stamp the graphics on the plastic yeah. and put it on the shelf?" And it's not form-fitting plastic <clears throat> anymore either. It's just loose plastic bags. Which means after before you carefully open it, you put on like a cookie sheet or whatever. Now. You just rip that open, put on a cookie sheet, and you dump the bag. But the problem with that is that the whole, po- the best part about the box was that it was your eating vessel as well. Yeah, you're just like yeah. I don't have to dirty up a plate or anything and when I'm done with this. When you're cutting I'm it up, dirty. it's like if I take a pizza cutter or a knife over at like on my cu- cookie uh-huh. sheet or whatever, I'm going to scratch that up. I put it on a counter, I'm going to scratch that up. Put on that double thick cardboard, cardboard box. box. I'll cut through one layer at the most, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm right. Eat. Yeah. yeah. I was always a cut it into quarters, cut or sometimes eighths kind of person with that. I like to savor my totinos. As always, quarters. You like a regular, you know, like a pizza, pizza. <clears throat> like I'd, a man. Yeah. I'd cut it in quarters. Brie and I'd cook up two. We each get two slices from one, two slices from the other. We'll have like oh, a combination get, get a and maybe a to, Canadian bacon. Yeah, yeah. When you could find the Supreme, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. The you felt meat. like it is healthy because Supreme had the little bits of red pepper oh, sure. yeah. and sure. onion. Uh-huh. You could pretend it's healthy. Like, hey, there's green on here. There's okay. veggies. Yep. These are vegetables. This is healthy food now. Anyways, it's been another week. We've been living our lives. Uh, Dan and I have been in the anime zone all week. <clears throat> I have been. I have finally begun to... We have tackled a great portion of the... <laughs> What is known as a complicated anime? I don't know. We've been watching Ava this week. How far are you at? We finished episode 20 last night, Dan. Was that it? I think so, yeah. Because we got one past the the 19 where Patrick Klepek posted the gif of poor Adam Scott just going, what? Yeah. Huh? So yes, we have... We're in the end game. We're in the, the end game now. So we're at the point where the budget ran out. So there no is spoilers. This is not a spoiler. This is saying well known about. They, yes, I they, do know they had budget problems near the end. Near the end, they ran completely out of money, and there is one scene that defines how they ran out of money. We're yes. watching it. No spoils. Bree, Bree is sitting there watching. I just go, if you couldn't tell, this is when they ran out of money, and Bree just nods like. Well, yeah, can, like throughout the whole show, you can see where they're using. Oh, their, they were their, tight budgeted, yeah. and then like there's they, they've used the sequence a few times in it where the sequence is Shinji's voiceover, and all that's on screen is a white wavy line, either don't, ho- vertically. Don't or run at some away! Point, don't run away! It don't turns run horizontal. Away. Some of that is artistic. I, yeah, I mean, it seems you know, it's it's an artistic choice. I'm <clears> sure based on being able to save money in certain areas. So I mean, maybe, maybe you're all right. I mean, yeah, you I can. Mean, that stuff is. I mean, there's also like parts where it's the same. It's the same. It's the same uh, framing of like of like where he's kind of like his head is like looking up, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like to the, the like a side profile. But then they do it in different lighting in different <laughs> scenes. Like obviously that <clears> saves money. But you're still, like, they probably just have, like, a layer that goes on top of it because they're shooting in regular animation. Yeah. Have but, either like, of you, or both of you, of have you been listening to the waypoints where they 
I listened to the first episode. I'm I so the first along. episode actually pointed out the scene that we saw. It's where there is some something just freeze frames, and they're playing classic music for two whole minutes, and nothing happens except classic music. Well, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of scenes. No, where... no, this one it's literally two whole minutes yeah. with zero happening, and it's like Bree. That's where they ran out of money. But yeah, there's definitely scenes. You can see them, you know, using their budget the best way they can because there's scenes where nobody else is moving except for, like, there's one I remember particularly where Misato's talking and it's just her mouth is the only thing that moves throughout the entire scene. Uh, that's also every and That's like, yeah, yeah, No, I mean, like I said, this you're is... You're making a 26-episode thing. Mm-hmm. See, though, this, the difference is instead of being budget conscious, there is a point they do run entirely out. My advice, if you're not watching them, watch the next times, which Netflix gets in the way of showing those. Well, that was, I mean, that was what they sort of talked about, yeah, as well. Yeah, I Waypoint just, talked I about that. that so. I've learned it, it's, yep. for every anime, you should at least see one next time, just to see, is this going to be one where it's just, very end, it just flashes on screen, the words, next time, and a title? Or is it one where they're going to have some talking, where it's like, for example, Dragon Ball Z, Goku will go, Oh, wow, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one. That Frieza guy is so strong. Next time, Goku dies. And then this one does a little more with, like, usually it's Misato having, like, some commentary. One of the next times is absolutely fantastic. I'll just say one of them, they show that they're out of money. But, yeah, I am, like I said, as somebody who has never watched this show in its entirety, it's it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and also listening along with the Waypoint podcast, I get a bit more like critical of the bad stuff in it. Than... Well, yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, like it doesn't do anything worse than any other anime. Yeah, but the problem with it is that it wants to be taken in this completely serious way, and like the first half of that of of this original run, it definitely seems like there's something going on here. And then when they do like a, a lot of the really like hypersexual and strangely like child pornography kind of stuff, it's like, is there really something to say here? Like I still like it. Yeah. Like it's one of those things <clears throat> you still like, but you're also kind of like is this one of those like Stanley Krubik things where it just seems like there's like more going on here, but there's actually not really? And the, the like, discourse it's like, around it has well, conflated that. Yeah, or, it's like yeah. it's like the like eyes wide shut, where yeah. it's just like, well, there's obviously something artistic going on here, and then you're kind of like, I don't really think there is. He just took a lot of pictures of doors. The problem is, and I love Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. Ava has like two minds going on when it comes to sexuality, and that's the problem. One mind is the bad one. The you know what? We're just going to have, like, cleavage shots. We're going to just have, like, butts. We're going to have everything that's just pure fan service. Then they have the air parts where it's, like, the moments where it's Asuka trying to exert herself, like, being proud of her sexuality, where they're not just pointing on her boobs, but it's her, like, no, I'm going to wear this swimsuit. That type of stuff is pretty good. It's when they all of a sudden just zoom in on boobs. Like, it's one thing, say, people are people can be proud of their sexuality. It's another when they go, and now it's the audience just being lecherous. We're just putting the cameras right there. Because, like, yeah. it's like people who have the right to be proud of their sexuality. Oh, yeah. And when they do that in the show, that's good on them, especially when somebody's proud of it without just putting the camera in their boobs. When somebody going, no, you know what? 
I'm going look good. Like the whole one where they're supposed to go on their school trip and instead they're stuck training. Yeah. And Asuka is like, hey, I'm going look good because if I'm going to be stuck here, I'm still going look good. And then they spend half the episode camera in her boobs. That's the parts that aren't good. Well, and there, there can be stuff with that kind of thing, right? Like a commentary on like... Like, I think in the Waypoint podcast, they talk about, like, when Asuka, like, first, like, appears, and then they're, like, selling photos of her, like... Yeah, when they're... Yeah, stuff, that's right? the camera in the face. Yeah, 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 but there's there's something to be said where they can talk about, like, this is how, like, like we're um, conditioned to treat, like, you know, like, women or something as kind of, like, objects and those kind of things. But that stuff comes externally. That's not actually in that show. That yeah. show is about... <laughs> you know, some titillation in certain parts. And that's, I mean, yeah, like there's, it, it never, there's never anything in that show that actually says that it's making some kind of commentary on it. everything that everybody talks about, like with the sexuality stuff, that's all external. That's all like, that's the same thing. Like when we do, when we super analyze Star Wars mm-hmm. and we're like, wow, this is actually like, wait, like that, not, that stuff wasn't in that, wasn't in the movie. We're all just externalizing because we like it a lot. Like, you know, there's something to be said that there's there you can re- leave room for that kind of stuff, but like, you know, fortunately Ava, like there's it it seems like more often than not it's it's a huge miss on that well, on that front. So it's, it's oh yeah, their batting average is <coughs> well, like I was it's at to, the Mendoza. I'm line. trying to think about how the scene was context, like what like what the actual creator was trying to say during that scene where <clears throat> it's Shinji in his head, what seems like he's being tempted by the Ava, where it's flashing between the three females. Well, like I mean, yeah, you could you and could really that... you could really like go on a on a route of like, well, you know, Shinji is has a uh, you know he he's it's, it's, so there's there's this ongoing theme about like you know especially Asuka like calls him out on it mm-hmm. and then there's like Shinji like I mean it's kind of like the meme right Shinji get in the robot yeah, yeah. it's like Shinji, Shinji man shit up. Or get off the pot like, yeah man, man up. up become like and but that's but that's also in conflict of like like I don't want to do any of this yeah. stuff. So there's 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 a commentary to be had about like you know what what we what we're expected to be as males in you mm-hmm. know some kind of male dominated world. What's a man really like? There's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff, oh, especially yeah. contrasting with uh, uh, Kaji, Kaji. Oh, right? Like so, I like who so, I didn't think of as pro- pro- as as problematic until I heard them talking about him. On the yeah, yeah. Point. I'm just like, yeah, he's just a he's just the scumbag. But well, like, I mean, in any kind of medium, whenever like a guy just like randomly kisses a girl out of out of nowhere, yeah. like it's always presented as like, oh, it's like they finally got over the mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right, but then it's usually like in real life situations, like it's probably you should just probably not do that. Yeah, like you should probably like, not. That just guy is do. is assaulting that but, girl. But anyway, in real life, yes. But like, there's a commentary to be had about like you know what Shinji's masculinity, sexuality, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, like all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff goes on, and that <clears throat> that could be like a commentary on that. Like, what is he attracted to? Right, mm-hmm. like you know, like Masato is is as at one a sex object, but because also but also like. A Mother figure, also a mother figure, but also a respect, a, but also a command like figure. And, like there's all these weird. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like what? Where do we go with that? Yeah. Like you know, Ray and Ray and Oscar technically his coworkers yeah. and his peers, and he obviously cares about them in some kind of way. But then it's also like doesn't know how to share his feelings about that kind of stuff, and he doesn't even know if it's appropriate. Yeah. And certain kind of things. Well, and that so, also comes from like his trauma too, right? Like yeah. The, the, like, so that kind of stuff could be there, yeah. right? And I mean, yeah, if you think about it a little bit, it could be there. But also, it kind of just looks like 
aside from Masato, two underage naked girls that are that are that are in his mind. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. in a way, right? That could also be presented as like this is the thoughts of a teenage. Boy. It's just a fourteen-year-old boy. Right. Yeah. I mean, you search your thoughts. Oh yeah, your your fourteen-year-old you hormonal self. I would not. Fourteen-year-old like, me would not want my thoughts well, going any, out. Any to year, right? Any yeah. year, especially like, fourteen-year-old. Like the stuff that's in our head is <laughs> so fucked up than yeah. what we actually present. To that's why we don't vocalize some of that. Like you, yeah, yeah. You like like you can't control what thoughts go through your head. I mean, you can try. That's why any media that has, like, a telepath and people learn somebody's a telepath, where instead going, oh, cool, do you think you could find out something? Instead going, oh, get the fuck out of my head. Don't read my mind. Yeah, those are the realistic ones, because we won't want that. Yeah, yeah, that stuff could be there, and maybe Mm -hmm. it is there, but it's kind of like a lot of the religious iconography. Uh It's kind of played for, like, this is cool, right? Mm -hmm. Right, instead of like, instead of like, some kind of commentary on a deeper thing, and you know, like, it, you, it, as as a as an artist, I would think that it's kind of hard also to like know where to draw the line, right? Because you don't want to say like, this is what's happening, yeah, right? Because you want to have some art to yeah, it, yeah. right? Or else you, you just read you a wanna, book. You actually, the reason you make that is because you want to provoke those conversations. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, you you kind of you take everything mm-hmm. together. Right, if that scene was isolated, maybe. But if you take everything together, you're like, is this really saying something, or is this just kind of all over the place? Also, this is this is an anime that does saying that a lot of anime, as well as other media, doesn't do. It gives you a ton of stuff early on that does not explain at all. It puts you in position of no, this is normal. We're not going. We keep talking about the second impact. We're not going to go in details about that until like. Twelve episodes in, it's oh, first no. time we'll I even mean, really like, touch on even it. If you have details, yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing: like, we, there was one point where they're like running through mission stuff, and they're just <laughs> spouting off random ass jargon, like total like Dan. Dan called it out. He's like, Star Trek does the same thing. It's like there's all this random bullshit jargon that they use. Oh yeah, that I they mean, just they're not going to explain. Listen to, you. to Star Wars. They're yeah. talking about like I'm getting the Nava computer coordinates from mm-hmm. the something yeah. computer, and then you're just like, I don't even know what to, they yeah. even use like actual terms wrong in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like parsec. As a as a unit of as a unit of time, as opposed to a unit, unit of, of distance. distance. Yeah. Although, so, like it's sci-fi. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, wh- I think what Ava does well, right, was what it does well is one that it, it comments on themes of like loneliness and like depression, mm-hmm. and also like it does a lot of good things about like how people how how different people deal with things. And mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of anime actually does that pretty well because anime is like very like well with it's it's very off and on with like it's either one or the other, right? So a lot of characters are, and that's why I think a lot of it, a lot of anime like. Uh, people are very hardcore fans about it. It's the same reason why we like MCU and we like Star Wars and those kind of things because a lot of these characters are like caricatures of like a particular kind of person, right? They're they're just they're either extreme or they're or or they're one way. It's like Asuka, mm-hmm. right? There's there's she's she, I mean, majority of the time she's on screen she is this extreme personality. Yep. Like there's no subtlety to her. No, but in that extreme. Ex, extremity there is a subtlety to her because you know that there's something else going on and same thing with like you know like like you think about like star wars right luke is a very like he's just a caricature of that hero um trying to do good and those kind of things and that's why we like him and then yeah. you know and we like han solo because he's the quote lovable rogue right? yeah yeah so like i that's... mean you know you get those kind of things what ava does good though is that some that it it especially for uh, for anime at that time yeah. right 
like it tries to as as much as it as much as it can and as much as it allows itself to it 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 cracks some of those like stereotypes of mm-hmm. things right because like there's always so in anime there's there's a lot of like uh like different types of guys right there there's always like the reluctant hero guy mm-hmm. um the guy who's like really good and he's really cool but he doesn't care about stuff mm-hmm. or um the person who's like completely cut off emotionally yeah and then there's always the brash person that's mm-hmm. usually the foreigner it's usually the foreigner is as, super as brash we're, as we're as we're definitely evidenced here in this show right yeah like, asuka you yeah. think about um i don't know what's a good what's a good example of the brash guy uh i mean slam dunk has the brash foreigner guy uh i mean silly enough you think about it like uh no no, i mean all might is kind of like that too even though he's not technically a foreigner but but he's he's, based his whole yeah he's based his whole persona on on like american brashness so there's 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 a lot of that i mean there's there's all those kind of there's there's you know the motherly figure there's that you know stuff like that and when what ava does good is when it when it does chip away that stuff and also just like the the you know it's not like original thought or anything, mm-hmm. but just like the actual uh, tropes of that genre, mm-hmm. the big robot, yeah. big robot genre. <clears throat> well, and when when it shines, when they do their robot stuff, their quote unquote robot stuff is really good. Like that's the good stuff too. Like it's yeah, I think they're you know like the the actual <clears throat> the design of that stuff is equally parts like super cool, but also terrifying, horrifying, and well, this is abstract. like the first one that really took with the big robot stuff. In terms of the history of anime, it's the first one that wasn't just, we get in robots and fight and it's cool? Oh yeah! It was instead, this is kids in war who are getting kinda fucked up in the head. Gundam is always kind of like, kind of, kind of did some of that stuff. Oh yeah. Gundam but, Wing was like, like a bunch of four, yeah, like 12, but, 13 Gundam years. Wing was long after this. The yeah, early Wing. Gundam was a lot more cartoony than the yeah, the but more they touch modern about day. themes about like about like war and how it sucks mm-hmm. and like this is not just like just fun in games. No, yet. war is not fun. It, it has consequences and yeah. But this definitely doubles down on all of that kind of stuff. But I think there's something we can all agree on. Ikari is a piece of shit. <laughs> Shinji's dad is quite possibly. <laughs> Well, we'll just see. Okay, we'll see. I, 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 I find that. I mean, man. what, what? Okay, just of the episodes we watch, right? Uh-huh. So there's, I mean, spoiler, spoilers. If somebody hasn't watched it yet, yeah. Or if they're going through it, if you haven't watched episode nineteen, then like you know, fast forward and stuff. Yes. But like, I mean, Go episode it, yeah. nineteen, like you know, like basically, like Shinji blames his father for like taking control of that Ava and like basically killing, killing the Unit O three. And and doing all this violence, putting his you know after a while afterwards he realizes that his friend was in there, so like putting his friend in danger, and he doesn't forgive his father, and that makes sense, right? That makes sense. But I mean, if you think about it from his father's point of view, if that thing is just let go, if Unit One went or loses, there is nothing left to stop Unit Three. It, or any other angel after that. Like, this is it. Like, I mean, that's actually what's really cool about that stuff, right? Because, I mean, obviously we, wa- we, we want to sympathize with, with Shinji because yeah. he, is the, he is the main guy. He's the protagonist. Of he's the, the, he, has the most, he has the most dialogue yeah. and those kind of things, he, who we identify with. He is our, he is our point of view character. Yeah, whenever we go, when, when we go on, like, stuff that is, you know, like, we know the most about him yeah. in, in some kind of way. <laughs> right? We so, think we do. Right? Well, like, then yeah. any other character. Yes, right? 
right? Like true. we know the most about him. Yep. And whenever any whenever the, the 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 show deviates from just like oh you know this is just a normal scene happening in real time, it's only Shinji, right? We're only ever in Shinji's like mind, mm-hmm. right? We never get a we never get a peek into Masato's mind or even his father's mind. No, we I mean we get them internalizing internal monologues yeah, yeah. from people here and but there. But I'm just talking about but like yeah. it's not a yeah, normal yeah. space yeah, yeah, scene, right? Yeah. This is a person and another yeah. person. We're at a yeah. There's like whole sequences where it's like Shinji imagining something. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, like, yeah, we want to sympathize with him. But at at the same time, you kind of think about, like, what the stakes are here, right? Because the, the this Unit 03 was the only other one. The other one, the other one that was being built is gone. There's no other units after this. Uh-huh. Two of them just got wrecked. 01 and 02 are both blown up. Well, yeah. Zero, 00 and 01, right? Like, yeah, 00 oh, oh, and 02. 02. 02. 02. 02, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and no, 01 is about to get wrecked. Oh, yeah. Right? And this thing is going to... This thing is... This thing is inside yes. the geofront. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of this is going to go like, away this, in this, a second. Yes. This act, this action is 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 the one I you can say, like, yes, he's making the call he has to make. But, I mean, you also kind of think about, like, what kind of calls he's trying to make mm. in the other things, right? Because it's... it's So, it's... I, I think it's... I mean, you know, again, we're kind of expounding upon, like, what it actually has <laughs> in the anime. But if you think about, like, warfare and those kind of things, like, those people are making, like, to win a war. Or you're oh, yeah. making very, very terrible decisions, immoral decisions. Yeah, yeah. Right? Firebombing of Dresden. Yep. Like that's immoral in any kind of sense of the word word. But we had to do it in some kind of fashion. Yeah. Atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Like, you know, there is a there is a way there there is a way that you can explain it, even though it is an immoral act yeah. to kill that many people. Anytime you're like, Oh, we're gonna have an invasion <clears throat> of this thing because we have to capture this and we have to defeat the Germans, you're also sentencing thousands of people to die. Millions. Like on your places, side. Yeah. Like even even just on your side, you're yeah. sentencing. But like, then you start thinking about like, well, what if the war isn't moral, yeah. right? If, if what if there's no actual it, this like is reason? Not just war here. Yeah. This then you start yeah. thinking about like, well, yeah. you know, the invasion of Iraq is different from the invasion of Normandy and those kind of things. And then now we're like down the fucking forum page hole. In we're like, in the fourth page of the forum. Yeah, we're at fucking page fourteen. <laughs> And we're arguing semantics about, like, whether or not, like, the Holocaust was real and stuff. But anyway. I mean, a good example, though, of, like, you know, some of the stuff going on, why it's so important for him to make that call to, you know, put the dummy plug in is when the kids were walked out during the blackout and the angel, you know, is coming and rampaging back on, like, episode 11 or something like that. Remember, it showed the Japanese National Defense Force or whatever, and they're just like, we can't do anything. Yeah. We're just sitting here. But it's it's I mean what I what I do like is that it's it it tries to prevent I mean uh, present Shinji. I mean, if you think about it logically, Shinji maybe shouldn't complain so much, right? But also like it does sympathize with him and then you kind of wonder like is the overarching I mean at least in my head, like yeah. what what like is the overarching message is like why do we even do war, right? Like it's like it's like oh you know we have to do this to defeat the thing. It's like well why are we even doing that? Mm. Why do we build all of these weapons? Because they're just going to be used. Like and then you start thinking about like well and then you, you know, start you... thinking about its bigger themes about like who am I? What am I really? What is my connection to the world? Because like because like and then I mean I don't know okay now I'm talking about I'm out of my ass but you're thinking <laughs> about like you know like the Buddhist like like ideas of like 
life is struggle, right? And then you, when you release yourself from all of life's like struggles, like yeah, basically mm-hmm. pressures and mm-hmm. and and wants and desires, yeah. then you're out of the you. You don't have struggles, anymore. and so every time we struggle against that kind of stuff, even if even in self defense, we're right? creating more. We're creating more. We're, tr- we're trading sadness. Yeah. We're trading despair and those kind of things, even at the expense of our lives. Even at the expense of our lives. But you see, Dan. So if we just release ourselves. Yeah. Would that be better at at the end of the day? Because there's, I mean, you think about like everything that they're doing in this show to stop the angels, right? They're blowing up whole parts of Japan. They're like sacrifice. You're thinking about all of those buildings. They're just sacrificing. They're using tons of. They're using hundreds of N two missiles, which I just found out this morning. The N two means non nuclear missiles, so or non nuclear mines. So they're not nuclear, but they act like a nuke. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean. You know, then, on the surface, it's a weird anime show with a bunch of robots yeah. fighting each other. But then you can, of course, you know, you get dig deeper in. I mean, the cool thing that it does is that it, it, it I mean, for a lot of people, yeah. you know, it was the, it was, what, mid-90s? is 95? 96, I think, is one premiere. So it was like mid, mid-90s. And so for a lot of people, this was the first exposure for, like, very serious anime. Yeah. And it was in a format that was widely digestible in some kind of way, right? This wasn't, I mean, there is anime that that like you know gets really really fucking weird and yeah we, i mean and serious. i remember one of the first movies i saw at sif was or no and when i moved up here there was that uh there's a movie playing at the neptune perfect blue oh uh, yeah that's i saw good. that at the neptune and i was just like well, this is killer. like this is the, like you know you think i think at my that time anime to me was like dragon ball z yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's about it like but then you go and you watch that and you're like this is messed up. Like, this well, is yeah, I mean, it's you know the 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 great thing that the Japanese do uh, more so than we in the West that, or at least especially in North America, is yeah. that they view animation as just as another another form of media. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like you know it's the same thing as if I'm filming on Super Eight or filming on digital. Yeah. Some people film on on animation, and, and that's like the that. that's the sad thing about like you, there you, there could be plenty of people in the U.S. in North America, the West, <clears> that could be telling like you know pretty interesting tales in an animation style, and they're very few and yeah, we just never grew up with that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Want to open up a criticism of our Western attitudes because stuff in Japan that's not so hot either. But like, no, I mean, I mean but, heck, but the thing, the thing, that, the thing that we do, elements. the thing that we do in the West sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And we can see this in our politics. It's either something is one or the other. Like it's a very binary system. There's no system for nuance, right? There's you're either liberal or conservative. You're Republican or Democrat. You're for this or you're against this. Coke or Pepsi. Yeah, you're Coke or Pepsi. You're, there's no, there's no, there's no, like... Well, I'm an RC Cola man. There's no other kind of variance on that color, right? So it's like, animation is for kids. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, also, black and white movie. Sophisticated. Yeah. You can't have, like, garbage in black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Except I mean, you made clerks, and that's a... It, it takes yeah. something very, it takes somebody very special that can cross over to really bridge that kind of stuff, right? So, like... I mean, when when Spielberg had black and white in Schindler's List, it was acceptable. It wasn't it wasn't pretentious, or it wasn't like, oh well, I'm just I'm not for it. I don't understand. It's, um, that's why Pixar is the way it is, right? Yeah. It's it's it 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 tries to do a lot of serious stuff, but then it can't help. It itself. can't go the full boat and make something that is like yeah. completely for adults. Because because yeah. basically, you know, a majority of the reviews are going to be like, oh, I thought I was watching a kids kids movie and now it's just all kind of crazy well it's like another good example of that black and white mentality is video games 
I mean, essentially, a lot of the garbage that came up because of things like uh, Gamers Gate, no matter how much I hate to say their name, came about because of things like, you know, they're making these games that are going to ruin our precious media because these aren't games anymore. They're walking simulators and depression quests. The gatekeeping. Yeah, they're they're blo- they're trying to ruin our media. It's like every yeah. media can be wide open to everything. About the only media we really did good with that on is literature. Books can be for kids. Books can be for adults. Books can be for education. Books can be for pure fantasy. It's one of the few things we actually are very good at being open on. And books designed for for kids, with kids in mind, can be appealing to adults as well. Yeah. And books for adults can also be read in, like, your sixth grade English class. Which is funny because Japan is very... Or at least Japanese anime culture has a lot of very has a lot of categories. Like within anime, there's like oh yeah, very defined kind of like as many movie genres you know like yeah. as we think of. Like there's as many, but anime. very specific, right? Yeah, They're yeah. Not it's just super like, oh, this specific. Is just drama. Oh yeah, no, it's like this is yeah, like we were, we were mentioning last week with the you know Kevin watching Yuri on Ice and thinking he was getting <laughs> this isn't Yuri. This is, yeah, exactly. It's like this is Yowie. They they go deep. Okay, so is this a slice of life, or is this a harem? Is this a romance? Is this a ichi? Yeah, like there's an you know like the one that top got talked about is like what is it? Uh, what's the camp one? The the, the recent one that came out the huh? it's just a bunch of girls going to camp like out yeah, it's slice of life. life. Yeah, yeah, but like that's like there's no there's no greater thing at work in that anime it is literally a bunch of girls going out and camping in the I mean Sykes' life is basically drama yeah. in, in the western sense it's just the the, the general drama so drama without no, anything fantastical to yeah, it yeah there's no, no yeah, special just effects. like just like yeah just drama mm-hmm. like there's two not, people in a room talking sometimes yeah. there's a there's a pretty good one that I was watching and I never finished on uh, Crunchyroll that was called um, something like something about March. Oh, fuck. It was about the kid who plays that um, basically that chess game that they have. Shoji. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a he's like a really good player, but then Prodigy Shoji. Yeah, but then so he's so good that uh, you know he has a sponsorship and stuff, and he has to move away basically. So he lives on his own. He has no real connection because mm-hmm. he's in a in a different city, and it's kind of that's all he does like that stuff. So you know, eventually he f- finds somebody, oh, yeah, and then yeah. he's like, oh, I don't know if the friend, mm-hmm. and then it's like all this pressure about this mm-hmm. stuff. So it's very cool. But uh, did yeah, you, oh, did you guys read that article about the father who pulled his kid out of school for the fortnight? The one Patrick Levick was, like, screaming at this week? No, I did not read it. Fuck, man, I read it. I read it, and I was just like, man, fuck that dad. Like, seriously, fuck him all over. He's he's also, he, like, he's apparently, the father is already, like, extremely wealthy and, like, taken care of. So, like, this is just an extra level of of shittiness on top of that, because it's not like he's hoping his kid is a meal ticket, because his kid is not going to, like, get him the wealth and prosperity he desires. And, yeah, it's just, that's... Ugh, it's it's like Dance Moms, only for you know video games now. It's just as bad. Like the kid literally has no social life other than being in front of a computer playing Fortnite all day. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> first thing you wonder about like all of Olympic athletes and those. I mean, is that going to be a thing twenty five years from now? Or? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to become a gymnast mm-hmm. or a figure skater. Yep. They're, I mean, you don't do anything else. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly... You just the, really don't do yeah. anything else. Like, I've had I've had family members that were really into gymnastics, 
and getting into the point where they were like an under under like under twelve, under fifteen, mm-hmm. like national teams and stuff like that. And it's just, it's hard. I mean, eventually you get to a point where either you break down or you're or you just can't keep up skill wise. Yeah, not yeah. Or you just can't you yeah. just can't get over that hump, like because yeah. every level is like you know a jump yeah. in talent, right? You just get get to well, the it's next. like you get to a level where it's what does puberty do to you? Because yeah. you know if you become all of a sudden lanky or something, you're out. If you become like if you're a woman and you start getting curvy, you're out. Yeah, my my cousin that you met in uh, actually both both of the uh-huh. girl cousins that you met in in France, they're they're both gymnasts. They're both gymnasts. They yeah. toured the U.S. a couple times, like well, I mean, like in Bellingham and like Vancouver and stuff like that. They would go overseas for gymnast meets, but then, like, especially my one cousin uh, Patricia, when she hit a certain age, she had a growth spurt, and she's taller than I am, yeah. and you just cannot be a gymnast. Yeah, like she was having a problem with the because um, it throws off your the, balance and stuff with like the that. uneven bars. Yeah. And when she was on the bottom one, she would have to kind of like scrape her. You know, she, yeah, you could she, just swing under it. No, feet. yeah, it's yeah. why she's just too tall. It's why gymnast in the Olympics, though, it's the one sport where you have fourteen-year-olds meddling. Well, because it's, it's like you're also, still in the all size. All gymnasts after they they retire, like you see their bodies like completely change once they get out of it. Like in general, like for yeah. the most part, their bodies go. Oh, we're done. We're done with this. Now we can be normal again. Another good um, example, though, is also, like, swimmers. You look at, like, the routines when they'd show what Michael Phelps would do, and it's like, eats, swims, eats, swims. Eats, eats an obscene amount. Yeah, and then Swim goes to, to bed yeah. and oh, repeats yeah, it yeah. the next day. And then weed, weed, weed. <laughs> um, but the thing I will say about at least those those sports, you know, all <clears throat> compared to esports, as sports, as Jeff yeah. calls them, is that at least those people are actually going out somewhere and, like, interacting with people face-to-face during those training sessions, whereas this poor kid gets up in the morning, does a few hours of online schooling, and then just sits at that computer, has all his meals there, and is literally in front of that yeah, screen, like, for his entire day. It's a little rough. Yeah, like, it's just... Uh, also, with, also with games, it's, you know, I mean, we run into this sometimes, you know, we get really obsessed about a mm-hmm. game, but, like, if you're swimming, there's a certain point where your body tells you, basically, like, hey, we can't go anymore. Yeah, we gotta... Like, you just, gotta rest, yep. and then, or else your muscles are going to... You're not gonna be able to train tomorrow, right? Yep. There's a, you know, those people train in a particular way so that there's some kind of rest, mm-hmm. right? It, obviously, there's limits. Yeah. People go over limits and stuff, but, like, sitting at a computer desk playing video games, it's very easy to not know where that line no. is. That's why, you know, like, when my... Because it's very, I mean, you know, it's like, hey, run, like, ten laps, and then, like, now take, a, like, a 50-minute break, and then now we're going to, like, stretch or, or stuff. When I was, like, playing football and stuff like that, those, like, you know, very set times where this is the time to rest, this is the time to drink, we're going to have, like, a break before yeah. we change over to something else. Yeah. Or, you know, you're running drills, and then, like, you're waiting your turn to drill, so there's, like, time to rest in between things. You're just playing games. You're just playing games, man. Well, it's just, I mean, it's the same thing as sitting at a desk at work, because, like... Oh no! I find my my moment of breaking is my head hurts. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Well, my like it's like I said at work. Like there's times where I will sit there and like it'll go three plus hours before I, before I actually get up and go do something like go get a drink of water or whatever. And just because I'm so focused on trying to get things done, and it's the same thing with games. Like you, there are certain cases where like I'll get so invested that you know you get up and your body goes, oh no, what are we doing? And you're like, we're getting up because we need to move around. And then your body goes, well, I guess, okay. But we could just sit here for a little while longer and play some more games. But it's, Anyway, Ava's kind of cool. Ava's a, a very what interesting about? show to come to at my age now, as has having never officially watched it all the way through. Um, 
but yeah, I'm enjoying it, and you know, it's a show about robots and more. We got we got to you know, <clears throat> keep keep going with what the plans in the Dead Sea Scrolls say. So I'm only two episodes away from the end. One important thing, no, if you want to watch because they have the movies. Watch the movie that has the number two in it before End of Ava. The one with number two is pretty much like a recap of the whole series. The End of Ava is actually a retelling of the last couple episodes. So, another show I've been watching, I won't go too much into it, but Bree and I start watching Hunter x Hunter. I just want to point out one thing from this show. There is a character on it. That as soon as I saw this character, did a double take. I was like, I know this character from somewhere. There is a woman on the show who looks like the Dungeon Master from the Dungeon and Dragons 80s cartoon. I mean, with less hair, yeah. but That, could, that well, is a woman yeah, on the show. A little less wrinkly, but yeah. I can, I can when see we it. first saw that character, I was like, Bree, where, where do I know this? Is she going to give one of the fighter classes a shield? You know? The Cavalier who's good at fighting things? We're just going to give you a shield. Stupid show. What's crazy is on this, the English voice acting, which is pretty good. It's a pretty good English dub on Netflix. Her voice is like, Hi, I can hear your heart. It's like a real high pitch, like really melodical voice. And we have been watching it Ava subbed, not dubbed. Although, interestingly enough, listening to Oscar and then talk about how he's watching it dubbed in certain cases, like... It's like, hmm, okay, well, yeah. I just, yeah. Although all anime is dope. Uh, yes. Animation is dope. I should say, I in the original what about, Japanese... What about Silent Hill? Well, you, you, didn't, you forgot to put your glasses up against your it's nose still, and you did that. Even in Japanese, it's still dubbed. Yes. What about Silent Colloquially, we know it dubbed. Subs, so not dubs. Colloquially, we know it dubbed. But it's also, it's still dubbed in Japanese. We're watching the English dub because I watched the, the sub when I found a method to watch it back in the college days. My method was like was Darno had a job and he bought all the all the videos or his brother did. Were they tapes? Yeah, actual VHS they're, they're tapes. VHS. Okay. I remember when Wu was buying all the Street Fighter V. I think it might have been on tapes. tape. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was it's like three two oh, yeah. to three episodes and he's yeah. spending like hey Kevin can we go one go Suncoast? It was, it was and an Eric who bought Ava, thirty. Right? Wasn't that how? Yeah, he Eric guys, bought yeah, Ava. He was the one who bought it, so they, they, uh, that's how I remember them watching it. I just yeah. on that ridiculously large CRT that he had in his in your guys' dorm in your apartment. You know, there are a lot of things that I don't like about the modern like way we get anime. Which is primarily there are like eighteen different services. If you want to catch everything that is new, it is untenable. However, I do have to say the thought that, you know, for like under ten bucks a month, I go on one service, I subscribe, and I have access to like to more anime than you can watch. Yeah, hundreds yeah. of old series I mean, all the literally. way through, and dozens of new series. It's like they're being translated in real time. Yeah, yeah. Within the, that's the, same, the crazy part. Yeah, that is it's like because you'll hear about some anime that is, that is being made, and then you're like, man, I hope they sub it. And then, like, you wait three years, and then you get, like, the first ten episodes, and then they're, like, still working on the other episodes. <laughs> Although the one... And each of those episodes cost fucking a billion dollars. The one I do have a complaint about is Netflix. Only I like what they do, but I don't like the fact that they'll announce, like, oh, yeah, and coming up in the um, upcoming fall season, Netflix has licensed these two, and it's like... It's not coming out until at least the winter season, if not the spring. They're going to hold on to it because they don't release as it gets released. They hold on to it until a time where they go, 
we don't have much of our original programming coming out in April, so how about that anime that ended back in December? That one annoys me. But it's such a good time. Like, I envy kids nowadays. When I was a kid, getting anime, that was tricky. That was hard. One last TV call. It's like buying drugs. I'm rewatching Veronica Mars. Or knowing a drug everybody dealer. Everybody should watch that show if they have not before, because it's great. It's a cool noir detective show that was wrapped in a teenage drama. Well, and, and season four premieres at the end of the month. I'm very excited. We finished Jessica Jones. Oh, I, I have to say, <sighs> it's better than season two, but there's a point where it's like, Oh, really? They're Okay, they're going this direction. Okay. Kind of like, remember on Luke Cage, like season one, it's like, man, this is so good. The villain's so good. And then he's gone. It's like, shouldn't the season be over? Yes. Jessica Jones does something it's like the, that. I mean, there was a reason why we're not, I mean, there's several reasons why we're not getting any more Netflix Marvel stuff, but maybe there's also well, there's a that, good reason. I mean, there's that interesting article I read where, like, the... Or I should say, I didn't read the entire article, but I read like the high points of it. That apparently, that the mode of operations for Netflix is to do two seasons of a show and then yeah. cancel it because they don't retain or get new subscribers in the the scale. You know, the rate of return for doing more than two seasons of a show is yeah. not worth it to them to keep producing. Those All shows. of their money is new people, yeah. and they don't do ads. So Hulu, they have an advantage. Keep going Fuck because. Their ads. Oh my uh, I know. God. The Hulu ads are the fucking worst. No, they aren't. I got one that's even fucking worse. Really? FXX on the computer. Oh, I, I forgot to record Legion. It's third season, final season of Legion, which is really crazy, and they finally had Charles Xavier. They had a really cool, like, mm. history of Charles. Sure, sure. But I forgot to set up a recording, mm. so I watched the first couple episodes on FXX. On one hand, before you even start the show... It gives you an ad, yeah. and it's usually a double ad. Right after it starts, it goes. It does that weird Legion noise of like, wow, 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 and it says like, "This show will be presented with limited commercial breaks." And it's like, no, it won't. Right after it shows that, it gen- it then has the Legion logo, and then another two minutes of ads. Then it shows a little of the show. Then a few more minutes of ads. If at any point you stop watching. It's a limited time that your show is rented for free, and if you stop for a couple hours, come back, hit play, it will restart the thing, and before you could try and fast forward to where you were, you get those first two ads, and then you can fast forward, and then you get every ad that would have been up until that point. I was sitting in a waiting room where I had no entertainment on Tuesday except my phone. And you know what? I was sick of the games I was playing. I was pretty much done with any games that were fun. I was like, I have a new episode of Legion from last night. Loaded FXX on my phone. First, it does those two ads before it goes, you're not logged in. And it's like, you didn't let me log in. I'm on Dish. Log into my Dish account. All right, hit play. Does those two two commercials again. And then it goes, this device is not supported by FXX. You watch six ads. You made me watch ads to tell me no. Mm-hmm. FXX is the fucking worst. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Hulu's bad. FXX. Mm-hmm. If you are watching anything that's on FX, Snowfall, I've been meaning to get into because it looked pretty interesting. You know, is the drama all yeah, about yeah, crack yeah. cocaine? Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to see that. If the, if your only option is FXX, yeah, um, wait for it to show up on something else. Or... You, there's a lot of better things to watch. Go watch something else.
Go outside. Enjoy the sun. Dan, what's your TV recommendation for the week? Anything you're watching series-wise that's outside of what we talk about? The uh, Ansari special is kind of good. Really? Pretty okay. All right. I mean, I know he's kind had of, problems, so... Kind of uh, strangely serious in a lot of points. But hmm. pretty good. Uh, Does he seem like he is repentant over his past action? Or the, I think he know? always was. Okay. I, don't, I never looked into it, I should say. I, was, it, I just knew the stuff that came out. Really all of his stuff, stuff, it didn't sound so much like... It sounded like he wasn't a bad person as much as a very overly forward person. He was just a creep. Like, everybody, every, every other guy is a creep in certain okay. date situations. Yeah, and he, he didn't mean he to... Wasn't, he wasn't sexually assaulting somebody. It was, you know, being really... Not really, a smooth operator. Really in a date sequence. Like, okay. kind of... I mean, I mean, I guess you'd say he was, like, trying to pressure somebody to have sex with him, but, I mean, you know, it's like a reevaluation of a lot of people's interactions, especially males to females, like, how we treat, like, you know, that kind of stuff, and yeah, uh, maybe we're a little <laughs> bit more forceful than we than we think. Well, going, going, I mean, not to jump back to Ava real quick, but, like, listening to the Waypoint guys talk about the, the that scene in the elevator with Masato and uh, mm-hmm. Keiji, and then knowing what how that eventually ends up, I'm very interested to hear what they when they get to that sequence what they're going to say because of how they talk about that sequence where he's basically just being a complete asshole and then they talk about her being definitely presented as, you know, trying to avoid everything in every way with him. Um, but to have that that dialogue during that sequence in was it nineteen that that happened or was it twenty where they but yeah like how do they talk about that in the same way like how do you, is that just do they just throw out all the character work that they did up to that point for it or is it, sorry I think if you want a good show my head. that goes into that type of thing not the sexual side but interactions with others and how at different times everyone is creepy in a different scenario. By creepy, I don't mean necessarily creepy, creepy, but maybe pushful, maybe um, puts off an air of being abusive, maybe an air of being weird. I recommend Agretzko Season 2. It goes into a lot of that early on, but in a corporate workplace, about what it's like to be the new person and what it's like to, I don't know, try and be a boss when you don't feel like you should be a boss. It's a really good season. Not as good as the first season, but still really good. So, Kevin, you mentioned earlier you have been playing the game of life. Have you actually played any game games this week? Anything new or interesting? So, I played a little game called Moon Hunters. Yeah, you were mentioning that before we started podcasting. So... On the Nintendo Switch, correct? So, we had on... um, So, what was it? I think it was Thursday. Probably Thursday. Yeah, Thursday seems right. Thursday, Bree's sister came over, keep us some company, and we wanted to find a game to play. Bree had the idea, you know, what'd be fun is the game we play during every extra life, Moon Hunters. Bree was in no condition to not be on the couch or in bed, so playing games on my computer in the studio, way out of the... So, I decided, you know what? I know Moon Hunters is on the Switch, I'm fine with buying that game again. I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of it. I'll drop 15 bucks. I have a bunch of Pro controllers for the Switch lying around. As for PS4 controllers, which PS4 Pro is also upstairs on TV, 
I know where my controller that came with the Pro is. I don't know where the other ones are ever since moving because I haven't played multiplayer games. The only other controllers I have are two move controllers that I never ended up oh, using God. for my VR headset. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was intrigued by Beat Saber. One of these days I'll get around to it. It's So as somebody who's played that a, a decent amount on the Oculus Go, it's a fun game. It's really fun. And so... You know, we, um, also, I kind of want to try that Iron Man sure. thing. The VR experience, yeah. Um, so, had a Ooh, bunch of pro controllers, uh-huh. downloaded it on the Switch, yes. and it's like, all right, we're going to play this, it should be fun, mm-hmm. 15 bucks, I could spend that again, because I have played Moon Hunters probably about a good 80 playthroughs so far, so I put my money in. Sure. So, downloads, I'll grab a controller, load up the game. And we sit there. We sit there for five whole minutes as it loads. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of textures. There's a whole lot of, like, it's... bloom effects and, you know, 4K RTX ray tracing going on there. It's a good-looking game for being a pixely game, but, man, it's a pixely game. And it's it's procedurally generated, but... Not that complexly. I mean, the Switch doesn't do math well, obviously. I mean, that's just, it doesn't generate procedures right. So we finally get it loaded. Sure. And so we all pick our characters. Uh-huh. I picked Dumuzi, the fighter, because I love the fighter guy. He's my boy. Okay. Bree picks the, um, oh, it's like the Enchantress or something like that. She has a bunch of balls she shoots out. A whole lot of balls. Well, it's kind of like on Time Spinner. Okay. The orbs that go back and come back. And also, she could shoot out a black hole. Mm-hmm. Sucks everyone into it. And at that point, Demuzi walks over and just starts wailing on them. Rachel, she picks the um, Blood Mage, who has a like laser beam of doom. Mm-hmm. And her dash attack causes damage in a wide area. Like, she has a bladed wall in front of her when she dashes. It's like, we're all set up. This should be a lot of fun. Nothing's unlocked yet, so we don't have any of the bonus classes. The only other one we have is the Druid. Let's have some fun. All right, start the game. There isn't a loading bar once you've started the game. It's only when you first load is there a bar to even see that's doing anything. It's an icon in the bottom right corner that glows, like, pulsingly. And when it's really thinking, it doesn't even pulse for a minute at a time, and you think the game's frozen. So and finally it loads up. Moon Hunters is... And not. we start going through, sure. and a bunch of enemies come at us, and it freezes for a second, and then it keeps going. I do not get why it's so hitchy. When the game first was coming to PC, I beta tested it because I am a Kickstarter backer. And I backed at the two copies of the game and beta testing type of level. And I had a lot of fun. Back then, the beta test is load slow or slow load screens. But they said, hey, this this is the last thing we're optimizing. Pay more attention to the game itself. And so played through. And as we're playing, every time we switch to a new map, long load screen. The best ones were about 30 seconds. The worst ones were like four minutes. We got through a game. On Brightside, it's enough fun that Rachel said, hey, let's play another round. Because we unlocked a bunch of stuff. I can now talk to animals. And we unlock some new classes, some new abilities. And so we play a second game and had a lot of fun with that. I saw a couple things I never saw in all of my playthroughs on the computer. 
I never, outside the beta testing, saw the way to talk to the undead, because sometimes you'll see ghosts, and you need to find what's known as the spirit portal. Unfortunately, if you find the spirit portal when we did, it was once the world started burning, because in the game, the sun cult eventually lights everything on fire on, like, the last day. And once that happens, a lot of maps change. Found the spirit portal when everything was burning, so it was on fire, couldn't use it but it's how you can actually talk to ghosts. Haven't found that on the full release on PC after 70 games. Also, saw an ending I have never seen before. And it's probably because Rachel plays a lot different than I play and a lot different than Bree plays. Rachel kept being made our leader because at, for some reason at camp, she would decide while well, I'd go hunting, Bree would usually look at the sky and try to improve her spiritual awareness, or Bree might go and do some cooking. Rachel would alternate between keeping watch and sleeping. And both games, after the first time she slept in the morning, she goes, so we need a plan, and just says, the party has elected Rachel as the leader. <laughs> you go to bed, you're a leader. Important for real life. You gotta know that. You gotta get rest. You need that rest. And so, becoming leader, she had some more influence in some of the bigger scenes. When we got to the final confrontation the second day, it's King Marduk of the Sun Cult. And he summons like a giant like flame golem to crush you. Instead, Rachel approaches him and goes, So I see you have come despite how you know we should join forces. And... She gets an option, join forces, yes or no. I've never seen that. And she goes, we're like, you know what, let's try this, yes. She selects yes and goes, if you join forces, you will have to drop your swords. And it's like, oh, this is so a trap. But you know what, yes, drop our swords. And then it shows King Marduk with hearts over his head. And he's like, let's end this war. Let's run off together. And we get an ending of... And so the the Sun Cult leader and uh, the Blood Witch ran off. No one ever heard from them again. But legends are that they fell deeply in love. And at that point, the Sun Cult fell apart and all was good in the world. Okay. I have never seen that happen before. We had the romantic ending. So, I mean, from what you're saying, it seems like... This just did this just get released on the Switch? How long has it been out? I have no idea. I, should, I'll take a look, but, I um, just randomly decide, you know, it's got to be on the Switch, because what do they say about indie games? Every indie game should be on the Switch. Originally, it's like people said they, it should be, like, man, I'd play this on the Switch. Now it's like, no, it should be. It, odds are it is, because everything's been ported there. Everything. Every port in a... No port in a Switch Harbor. Switcheroo. Switch, switch, switcheroo. Is that it for you, this, this final? So, I didn't play CrossCode. Wow. Good. That's rough. This has been out almost two years then on the Switch. <sighs> if, it, if it was like, hey, we just released like a month ago and we're still optimizing, like I, that'd be acceptable. But Yeah, the Switch, I mean, I get games like Mortal Kombat 11 are going to look pretty bad on the Switch compared Although, to... from what I heard, the frame rate on that thing is just completely consistent like your the graphics might be like ass compared to your modern consoles but at least it kept that consistent frame rate like that's of course with a fighting game if you can't you keep want. the that, frame yeah, rate no, you're they fucked. prioritized what they needed to for that game but it's like this game it is not heavy enough of yeah, a game so didn't play cross code because trying since i'm only streaming that game trying to stream when you're essentially at beck and call as yes. you know nurse for the week 
didn't really happen. I found a couple of games on Steam, though. So, during the Steam sale, there was a game that popped up that I saw, or it might have been after a summer sale, but it's sale for this week. Mm-hmm. A game came up, Dead or School. And all of the tags on Dead or School were nudity, sexual, sexuality, things like that. The trailer on the front page of it and all the artwork is girl in like a, um, I think she's supposed to be about like 17 or 18 in a schoolgirl uniform in a post-apocalyptic zombies have taken over and her uniform keeps getting shredded. And I was like, why is this being recommended to me? Like, why is this popping up? Not to mention, the fuck am I seeing here? For some reason, I decided to scroll to the reviews and the reviews were like, man, you know, if you're looking for nudity and sexuality, you're not getting that. There is no nudity in this. And the torn uniform stuff pops up incredibly infrequent. It's only if you're at critical damage. And if you hit the start button, you will disable that part of your HUD that shows you in a torn uniform. It's like this game is actually a run and gun Metroidvania. I decided it's on sale for like 60% off. It's like 10 bucks. Give it a shot. If I didn't like it after less than two hours, refund the game. Playing through. So it's, you're in a, you're the third generation living in the train stations under Japan, under Tokyo, after mutants have taken over and have conquered the surface. And you end up deciding you're sick of living underground and you hear legends of this place called a school because it's a Japanese game. Everything Japanese school is like the center of your world when you're a teenager. School festivals, your classes, your clubs, all of that stuff. And so you're a Japanese uh, girl who wants to go off to go school. And to do so, you're going to kill every mutant in underground Japan and then every mutant on the surface. And it's a pretty solid run-and-gun Metroidvania. You level up, you... Um, get new weapons that you can upgrade. Um, you have three main weapons. You have a, a melee weapon, a gun weapon, and then a launcher. And the launcher will be anything from a grenade launcher to like a full-on rocket launcher. Each one has a different amount of ammo, different penalties to it, different perks to it. And you just go out clearing each train station one at a time. And as you progress, you get more power, more abilities, and you can take on harder and harder challenges. It is a very solid game. And the amount of, like, the fan service is somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe one one-hundredth the fan service of an episode of Ava. Going back full circus. Mm-hmm. Like, I see what you did there. Pretty did you much. Full circus? Full, full circus. circus. All right. I thought you said going back full, full circus. Full circus. The elephant's coming around. <laughs> and now it's riding the tigers. Green Brothers is on. Full family yeah. circus. You just got the dotted line. You're just walking around. Who did this? Not me. Yeah. Billy, you son of a bitch. Your dad should kill you. Wait, what? That got dark. The Dark Family Circus. But is this that, game... Is that, just, is that just ICP? The Dark Family Circus? Dark Carnival. Oh. Come on, John. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, this Sorry. is the Dark Full Family Circus. I'm not down circus. The clown. I apologize. G. The, the great Malenko is going to come into our house and be very disappointed. About Dean Malenko. But this game is really good if you like the type of Metroidvania where 
you have a lot more aiming, a lot more combat involved in it. Your weapons have uh, limited like durability. They refill every time you hit a save point, every time you heal up. But it means you can't just keep going blindly. And in some fights, if you want to take on saying that's a little harder than what you are ready for, but you feel I'm good at dodging and what have you, then you have to learn, you know, I play with the sword mainly. I do melee. My favorite weapon is a katana. But I have to be able to use the guns and the launchers because I don't have enough durability on my katana to take challenges above me. So it's a good, like, management type of thing. Really, overall, just a fun, fast-paced, like, good game that is marketed in the shittiest way possible. Then, Steam introduced their new Steam Lab, the new way of recommending games to you. Yes, I saw that a few days ago. One of the first features they have is six-minute, or six-second trailers, where they just show you a vine of a game. I don't have time for putting up with that shit. Actually, there's... I, I will say this. There is a Twitter account that Rami Ismail, I believe, tweeted out a while back, like retweeted, that I do follow, that does basically that. They have six-second um, <clears throat> trailers, seven-second trailers, but they also have a nice little description, a brief description of the game of a bunch of indie games they recommend. And I've actually found a few that um, I've either <clears throat> backed on Kickstarter or have added to my wish list based on those, those tweets. Mm-hmm. So it can work, but it needs more than just the video. You need a little bit of context with it to be able for something like that to think. Um, you know, just you, just spitting out random six-second clips doesn't really do much if there's no context for it, right? Like, and with Steam, I still don't know how much trust them on finding what's relevant. Because, for example, there have been some real good Metroidvania-type games, which most of what I play on Steam ends up falling into that genre. And there's been quite a few... That when I click on them, because I'll find out on Twitter, somebody will say like, oh man, this game is really cool. I'll check it out, and on, on Steam it'll say, this is not a game we'd recommend to you because you've played nothing similar. Or another example was Soul Seraph, which I did not buy in the end. Um, that one, it is so much like a lot of what I do. Action platformer, hack and slash, with like, you know, city building and all of that stuff. And for that one, it goes, this game is nothing like anything you played. But their second one is our new AI that will dive into what games you played and tell you recommendations that you could then put a little tilt on. And the tilt, the two options it gave me were games must be um, of a certain age or newer. And so you could select, like, I only want games from this this last year. I selected 10 plus years. In other words, any game in terms of age. Then the other one was, um, like, Blockbuster versus Obscure, or Popular versus Obscure. And I shifted that Obscure thing all the way, and it recommended this game, Treasure Adventure World, which I had never heard of before in my life. I put in yesterday, somewhere around probably four hours on Treasure Adventure World, because holy shit, Steam should have been recommending this game to me (laughs) years ago, but it's Obscure. So Treasure Adventure World, it feels like a Metroidvania meets Adventure Time meets Wind Waker, which is a lot of stuff going on. It's a 2D side-scroller. You go to different islands, and you have a boat that you can sail different islands. Each island is like a little self-contained world, and you're going around trying to help out like different bugs or people or whatever. Um, 
solve like little mini quests as you're also trying to track down 12 legendary treasures. And your ultimate goal, you get all 12 treasures, take them to this um, temple, and something will happen. I think it's like you get your wish, whatever you wish for. You're a kid who, very beginning of the game, it's cutscenes of your father, your uncle, and you as a little kid sailing around looking for the treasures. And then it cuts to five years later, you wake up with amnesia in this house on an island where this old lady and an old, um, her husband have taken care of you and kind of adopted you. You're missing an arm and instead have a prosthetic that's a hook. And you start going out on your quest of um, just pretty much living on the island. Think Wind Waker, you know, you're just living on the island before something calls you away. At which point you're going out on quests that are very Metroidvania feeling. You're solving puzzles. You have a hook that you could use to eventually you could shoot it off as a projectile weapon or to hit switches remotely. You have a shovel that you could dig into the ground. It's very much like a very fun-looking, fun-feeling Metroidvania that is deceptively harder than it looks. Like, if you fuck up, you could die in a hurry. And there's a lot of stuff where they throw a bunch of, like, side quests at you, where it's like, you're obviously meant to go to this island way over there, like five islands to the east. Meanwhile, though, you come across an island, there's a side quest, you might be able to solve it, or it might be something you have to come back to. Like, it gives you very little direction, essentially giving you enough to let you determine, is this what you do now, or is this what you're going to come back to after you get a new ability? So, overall, really cool Metroidvania. And I highly recommend the Steam Labs, like, new recommendation AI thing. Just set it to obscure, because, like, popular, it kept recommending games, some that I actually already had on Steam. (laughs) I don't get that part. Well, they're recommending you to play it. I think it recommended Bloodstained to me. Not the the 8-bit looking one, but the, you know, Ritual of the Night. Curse of the Moon. I thought Curse was the 8-bit. Yeah, that's the, sorry, yeah, Ritual of the Night's the... Yeah, it recommended Ritual of the Night, but not Curse of the Moon. And I have Ritual of the Night. I've beaten it. It's just telling you you should play it again. You know, you didn't get the Igarashi DLC. Don't you want to beat Igarashi? It's for a weapon you're not going to use because you already beat the game. And every other optional boss. No? It's like a fight. I didn't bet at all. I'm kickstarting. Give me the goddamn weapon. Make me fight some stupid combo version of yourself and get the weapon that I backed and promised. I liked watching the the equivalent fights on. Kicks. I mean, I kickstarted it from the game itself. That was just that's you know a minor quibble in what is an, a pretty decent game overall that I enjoyed. That whole idea though of here's an optional weapon that we're going to lock behind pretty much the last thing you're going to do, but this is the weapon well, that we we said, hey, guess what, Kickstarters, you get this. Just so late, you'll never use it. Did you finish that, Dan? Did you drop off? I finished a version of it. Okay, you got the... The bad ending. The bad ending, and I was going through the other stuff, and I don't know. I got you. They just reused so much, so many enemies, Uh and I don't know. The last couple areas that I've been to, the water place and them in the desert place, Uh it's not very memorable. The music's not very memorable. All the music sounds like fan music. All the music is just not really interesting, unfortunately. Like, I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I just don't, there's not, there's not any kind of, like, really, like, cool beat behind it. I don't know, wonder if games are heavier, like, and I have really <clears throat> sub-music. I mean, 
one of the things I really didn't like in that Breath of the Wild is that the music just really not there. It came up once every, like, hour. One of the things I associate with that series is just not there. Well, it's like if you're going to be a Castlevania successor, I mean, even thinking back, like, if music pops in my head, a lot of times it's going to be, like, video game music just because I play a lot of games. And if it's not going to be, like, Mega Man or Zelda... It's going to be a Castlevania song in my head, because all of those were, like, even from Castlevania 1, Castlevania 2 even, which I do not like that game. I'm in the hate it camp. That game had amazing fucking music. I could still hum. Hum hum. Bah humbug. So what else, you, you, Kevin, was, I, did you, is that everything that you played this week? I played Nurse. Gotcha. Dan! So what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing some games. Some uh, video games? So, Harry Potter. Yes, I've been playing a bunch of the Harry Potter game. What level wizard are you now, Dan? I'm almost level 11, but we don't get shit out here yeah, this, in this fucking neighborhood. This neighborhood so, is a dead zone for Harry so Potter activity. I am just whatever. But yeah, that's a stupid time waster. I mean, I don't know. I get excited when something's a brilliant... Uh-huh. Confoundable. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to get that. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this potion so I can make it easier. And then after one try, it's like, oh, you didn't get it, but the thing ran away. It's just like, bye. You know what's really good about those games, though? Because it has the same map data as oh, Pokemon yeah. and Inversus or whatever. Inverness. Is. Yeah. Egress. 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 Inverness is a city in Scotland. So, they all use the same map data. What's great is if you end up somewhere where it's like, I'm stuck here for a while. Like, oh no, I'm at the waiting room of the car dealership, get my car worked on. And you go, I'm going to load it up and, oh, there's like a pokey stop right here that refreshes every like five minutes. I can respin it. That is a good feeling. Cause yeah, then you just Harry keep Potter has it. this tendency to be, think that I'm always driving. Hey, stop driving. Yeah, like every time I load it up, it's just like, hey, stop driving. It's not really safe. I'm like, I'm not driving. They're like, okay. Are you sure? But like, what was weird is uh, when I go to work, there's a, there's a, there's a inn, a Pokestop right at my, uh, right at the front door of my building. And um, sometimes it thinks I'm on the shore of Lake Washington and I don't know how to get it to like reset. So, I don't know. There's been a couple times where it's just like, where the fuck am I supposed to be? Oh, yeah, I get that where I'll be, one of my favorite is at home. So, in this, in Pokemon, you can hatch Poke Eggs by walking around. I'll load up Pokemon Go while at home, because we'll get Pokemon showing up at home every once in a while, and I'll watch as my guy keeps walking across 320th and back, and across 320th and back, at bedtime, because pokey eggs, the more you walk, they'll eventually hatch. I'll put my phone on my charger. Like, if you turn it upside down, there's a rest mode that will blink out your screen. It's like a low energy consumption. I'll wake up in the morning and it'll go, hey, three of your pokey eggs hatched. Because it'll just have me walking back and forth. The Harry Potter equivalent are port keys, so. Yeah, you'll have port keys hatching. There you go, Dan. I know what to do. Flip your phone upside down before you go to bed. Open up all those port keys. No? Or when I'm at work every once in a while, it'll show me run. Run, like, full speed on my phone. Like, about a quarter mile. And then I'll run back, and then I'm at the stadium district. Yeah. 
So, Dan, aside from your wizarding world, what else have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I got some games off the Steam sale. Uh, what have I been playing? Um, I got Battletech. It's one of the few games I got off of the Steam sale. Um, yeah, that game's pretty pretty cool. It doesn't onboard you with a lot of knowledge, if at all, other than like, hey, this is how you move, and this is how you click to fight the enemies. Good job. And then there's like all of these bars and and, and armor graphs, and I'm just like, and then right away the game's just like, like, oh, your armor, the, your structure is exposed. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I have beam weapons, I have missile weapons, I don't know why some of them can target and some of them can't, and I don't know, should I be using my beam weapons on this guy first, or should I use, yeah, should I use the PPC, or should I use the, the missiles, like, I don't understand, so there's a lot of reading to be had on a Reddit forum to try to figure out what that is. Well, because you have, like, two numbers on you. You have structure and you have armor. And I don't know how they... I mean, obviously the armor goes over the structure, right? Okay, we got you. And then the armor... But, like, sometimes it penetrates through the armor and doesn't actually destroy the armor. It destroys it. So I don't know why it Uh does that. Uh And I don't know what I'm supposed to do other than just I'm going to shoot all my weapons. And then I overheat. Get in the robot, Dan. Yeah. So that game's game's kind of weird in in, in that sense. But uh, I didn't know that game was an XCOM game. That's basically an XCOM game. Yeah. Because you have a central base Mm -hmm. that you're building mechs and recruiting people and upgrading things and then going... Going Going on sorties? Yeah, basically taking your ship, which is your base, and going on missions for contracts and stuff. I had no idea that, that that was that game, but that's that game. It takes two missions to get to, but that's that game. How does it look? Because I have it, I just never booted it up. Uh, sometimes it looks really good, and sometimes it looks really plain. <coughs> but uh, it looks fine enough. Is, are, does it feel satisfying, at least with the tactics portion of it? Uh, sometimes. Like I said, like I think if I maybe if I understand the mechanics better, it'll probably be better, but there's sometimes There's where I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, no, they don't explain anything. They don't explain why you should use beam <clears throat> weapons in some cases and why you should use this. It's just, you just use this. I mean, you know, they, they, they're under the assumption that, like, you bought a game called Battletech, you, don't you know what mechs are? I'm, I'm just, I was, I've, yeah. I've actually played the game a couple times, the tabletop, but yeah. that was, I was probably 11, played it like twice. Yeah. Like um, yeah, and you just don't, you don't understand um, a lot of stuff. They don't really teach you heat too well, other than you can overheat, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I get it. <coughs> like, what how do, do I avoid that? Well, how, what, what do I need to do to not overheat? And stuff, because you can turn off some of your guns. Because it's just like, oh, press this to fire, and then target the guy. So I'm like, press this to fire, target, and all of my stuff goes off. Uh-huh. And the game kept saying, like, shooting all weapons. I'm like, okay. And then it's just like, overheat. I'm going to overheat in the next shot. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, can I turn off some of these weapons? Oh, I guess I can. That's cool. Thanks then for there's even me. a button for certain Mexican multi-target stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell you how to multi-target things. So you just multi-target, and you're like, okay... Normally, I click on the guy to fire, so I click on the guy, and then there's, like, now an A behind it. Like, oh, okay, maybe I just click several people, click the other one's B. Okay, cool, I guess I'm shooting both of them. Fire, just shoot the first guy. And I'm just like... What is that? And then so you click those things, and then you specify which weapons fire on which target, A ah, or B. Okay. That actually makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just if they said just the two one sentence to, you, yeah, tell you do this. to be, like, designate which weapon fires mm-hmm. to which multi-target, but... Did they just, did they, like, turn tooltips off by default? No, basically, like, the first part is, like, this is how you move, this is why you want to move like this. When you move, you get evasion points, which, like, makes your mech harder to hit. Mm. 
and the more you get shot at the more evasion points you lose so you got to keep constantly moving and then this is how you get into certain kinds of cover and this is how you use your jump jets this is how you attack this is how you melee attack good job and it's just like there's a lot more complex stuff other than that you'll figure it out you're a mech commander they're like they're like yeah if you're overheating you can run into water and then you you like not overheat and it's like wow that's pretty cool and then like the two missions that i'm in no water <coughs> no water anywhere so anyway that's uh, tech. yeah it's pretty good i got it for eight dollars i had the wow. discount that's cheap i mean i, I got five dollars i got mine during one of those like we made a pricing error on amazon so it's like half off right when it launched so i, I mean i can't complain about Especially since I haven't booted the damn thing up. Although I think it's made by Hair Scheme Brain. Hair Brain Schemes? Yeah, and I was like, oh, because I don't like Shadow Rush. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, well, yeah, it kind of kind of makes sense. They don't even have stuff. Like a lot of the attacks are kind of mushy. I like mech. Mechs are cool. Um, also been playing uh, playing this game called uh, Full Metal Furies on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's made by the Rogue Legacy guys. Mm-hmm. And I guess. This game's been out for a while or mm-hmm. something, and, like, it didn't really capture it, anything? It did not. Like, there was a weird kind of backlash towards it. Like, I remember hearing about when it came out. Like, yeah, there's... Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the backlash or whatever people didn't like about it, but, like, that game's pretty good. I've been playing it with Bryce for the last few nights, mm-hmm. and that game's pretty fun. Like, so, actually, <clears throat> it's pretty fun. What kind of game is it? Four-person beat-em-up, basically. Okay. With some RPG element. Basic. it's kind of... I mean, at its simplest sense, it's a little bit like the D&D games, except I guess you don't... I mean, you can pick up... You pick up stuff to improve your your, your things, but you're not really changing weapons. It's basically, like, sometimes you earn, like, a better armor, and then you can, like, put points, spend money to put points into... I have more health, or, you know, my fight, my attacks go better. Um, and you can find schematics to craft to kind of basically modify your your different attacks. And then there's four character classes that have different kinds of things. There's somebody with a shield that's more defensive, somebody with a hammer that's like a melee-focused thing, engineer that does a lot of, like, a trickery kind of stuff, and then, like, a sniper who's, like, PS, but long times. But yeah, that game's kind of fun. I don't know. I don't know if it's... I can see people getting turned off by the very meme kind of humor, but I think it's kind mm. of funny and a lot of puns <clears> like <throat> that. But it's pretty cool. I don't, I don't see why it got such a bad reputation that it did, but it's weird. Because even though I like Rogue Legacy, like, I don't know, it kind of feels, it definitely feels like it's made by the same people. Although I like the graphics a lot more. Sometimes Rogue Legacy looked too cool. It looked like a Flash game. Yeah, sometimes it looked like a Flash game. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then the other game I've been playing, uh, strangely enough, is uh, Warhammer 40k Space Death, Hulk. Deathwing. Mm-hmm. Not Space Hulk. Deathwing, sorry. Yeah. Deathwing. Which is kind of like their uh, take on. Left for Dead, or I guess Vermintide, to kind of be in the same kind of uh, family of stuff. Man, that game is something. So I saw something that, bad, something good. I saw that you and Bryce bought it, and so I bought it as well, just in case if we ever get a chance to play it. We should definitely play that four player okay. because that game does not give a shit uh-huh. about you playing two player or four or three. Pl- it's it's designed. It's, I don't know. Hard. Maybe four player, but like that game is not does not care. <clears throat> that game is oh, yeah. It's a lot of good and a lot of bad. Okay. A lot of the good stuff is the is the atmosphere and like playing as space marines is kind of cool and how big and bulky your guys are. Sometimes your armor takes up like 
maybe a fourth of your screen, mm-hmm. especially when you swing like your sword, like you just kind of don't see anything because your <laughs> armor just gets in yeah, the way. Yeah, okay. That's kind of cool. It really lends itself to feeling that you're a big bulky space marine. Um, you're a genetically modified super soldier in the far-flung future. Yeah, and then like some of the set pieces, like you know, it's got the, all that 40k iconography, mm-hmm. very religious stuff, or kind of grim, dark, edge lord shit, and that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's like I don't know six classes or something, so that's that's pretty good. But like the gameplay is man, I don't know when that game came out originally, but um, I got the enhanced editions. That's the fault edition now. Um, the gameplay is super clunky. It's super clunky. So it's hard to play with just two people in a game that's, I think, it's designed for several people. <clears throat> so, I mean, just a really good example of the clunkiness, you have skills. Each mm-hmm. class has different skills. Some can heal, some can do damage, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you're pressing anything, and I mean anything, on your mouse or your, or your keyboard, and you also try to... So if you're walking forward <clears throat> and you press that skill, mm-hmm. that skill is not going to activate so you have to be not pressing anything other than the skill button for the skill to activate. That's what it seems like. Cool. Because sometimes, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like that where sometimes it doesn't... Like, I don't know if the controls are bad or clunky or what, but unresponsive is the best. Sometimes it's unresponsive. It's like, I feel like I should be blocking right now. I'm pressing the button to block. And you're not blocking. <laughs> like, you're not doing the animation to raise up your arm to block. So, man. That game is... I feel like that game would be... <clears throat> I would just quit out of that game if it wasn't Warhammer 40k. And so interestingly enough, this is based off of the the board game, Space Hulk, which I've played a few times. And that game is, like you were mentioning that this is balls hard, like it seems like it's a very difficult game. That's another, that's a board game that is notoriously difficult to actually win in, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, according to this, I'm looking at a PC Gamer article it's talking about how the Enhanced Edition fixes Space Hulk Deathwing game. Sure. So I don't want to know what that original edition was. Because even the menus, the menus look like it's from 2002. Like, it's fucking bad. It's fucking bad. What's weird is so, so like, when you pick your class, and you're like, oh, I wonder what the abilities of this class are, right? And you don't know anything. Like, you're just playing this for the first time, right? On the menu, on the class menu... So they show, like, this is the weapon you can have, and this is the melee weapon you can have, and certain things go with each other. Okay, I understand that. And then, so, what would you think, if there were class levels, what do you think it would be labeled as? Class class skills, or something like that. Class abilities. Uh-huh. Abilities. Yeah, abilities. Skills. Sure. Uh-huh. No, there's just these buttons that say level 1, level 2, level 3, level 4, right? And then when you highlight them, then it tells you another, the power on the other side of the screen, Right? So if you don't know anything about that game, you don't know what that corresponds to. You have no idea what that corresponds to. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Because there's like one of the classes, I think, the interrogator class. So 1, 2, 3 kind of matches with 1, 2, 3 um, abilities, right? Mm-hmm. And that fourth one is sometimes just whatever your passive or um, whatever your weapon is part of. But when for some for some class, you highlight that level four, quote unquote, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. That's actually your number three ability. I don't understand. What? When you when you load it up, you will understand. Okay. It's one of those games where like you can't really describe it that much. No. Got to kind of some of the classes like when you look over the level. Or class abilities, it will say the, the the ability name plus a weapon, right? And some of them say, like, hey, if you have this weapon equipped, this ability will do something a little different. Like, it will have a little bit of a, little bit of a smaller cooldown or something. Sometimes they just don't say anything. 
They just have the description of the ability, then the description of the weapon. That's all it is. So reading this... So you're just like, what the fuck? Apparently, the progression system that you're talking about was what was added to this edition. Oh, uh, the, the progression system progression. is crazy. Yeah, like that's what was added to this, so... It can. It definitely seems like maybe this was something that they were they were reacting to and adding and didn't actually. Well, what sucks is that you can see a lot better game yeah, yeah. in that game. Like man, that game was like twenty percent like more refined mm. and controlled, just, just a little bit better. They were, they were mentioning that the shooting doesn't feel impactful sometimes. Yeah, and the melee weapons feel whiffy. Is yeah. what they, the term they used? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like I said, if this wasn't a Warhammer 40k game... You would have ejected yeah, a while ago. Yeah, ejected a while ago. Like, yeah. what brings me here is that it's cool when you're... when Big you're, when you're, tank. When you're waiting for everybody to ready up, uh-huh. it says waiting for brothers. Yeah, okay. Like, so, like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> We're talking brothers in arms or brothers? No, you're brothers. You're Space Marine nice. brothers. It was a very bad joke, I'm yeah, sorry. it was a very bad joke. It was a very bad joke. It was almost as bad as Warhammer 40k. Oh, yeah, That's problematic as Warhammer 40k. No, not problematic, just bad. Okay. This game's bad. Yeah. But I but I, but I, I like playing it, yeah. and I want to play it with a full roster, because the different classes, like, basically when me and Bryce play, like, somebody has to be the healer. Because, like, that game is fucking impossible yeah. without a healer. Especially when you have to stop pressing everything! To heal? So you're in the middle of combat, it's like, oh shit, I got okay, I got I got take off everything and then press two and then oh you didn't want to work right now. Why didn't you want to work right now? Is that all you can play in this game? What a fucking game. What a fucking game. Put it on the box. Put it on the box. What a fucking game. Uh um in Mordhow I cut off a dude's leg and then he then he kept hopping after me and then tried to punch me. Then he died. Okay. Because there's a there's a perk that can stay alive stay five alive. five minutes five, uh, five seconds after, your, after your fatal blow unless it's a head headshot or some kind of decapitation. Uh-huh. So yeah, I chopped off his leg and he started hopping after me. I was like, yee! <laughs> <laughs> and he fell over. Uh-huh. Probably get a tourniquet on that. <laughs> Just saying, uh, sir, <laughs> you <laughs> drop something. It's more like two handed, sir. Uh, uh, did I play anything else? No. No. Okay. So, I've been playing a couple different things this week. I have been finally getting around to playing uh, an RPG classic from the 90s. Oh, Earthbound. No, not Earthbound. I should play that someday. Uh, anyways, I've been playing a Square Enix classic. Super Mario RPG. No, I've been playing The Secret of Mana on the... The Super Nintendo. On Steam. No, I've been playing the actual good version on the Nintendo Switch that comes with the Mana... What is it? The Legend of... Is it the Mana Collection? Mana Collection. Mana Collection. Collection of Mana. Collection of Mana. There we go. Um, And my usual process with trying to play Secret of Mana has usually been play it for the first 45 minutes to an hour. Then it resets. And then it resets. And then we lose all our progress. Um, throw that retron into a yeah. fucking dumpster. No, usually it's yeah. I mean, it's still sitting in my closet, but goddamn, that was a disappointing piece of tech. Um, anyways, so this time I have I usually like I said normally when I get through it, I'll get forty five minutes to an hour in, get to the point where I get to the water palace maybe the first time depending. And then I quit. See, my usual progression, I get a little further than that. I get past the water palace. Uh-huh. So I get, um, oh, what is, 
Undine. I get the um, water spell. Yeah, I get um, whoever is in the Gaia's navel in the, the, the yeah the, the gnome, gnome spell yeah, gnome, and pretty much I'll do maybe a little more maybe. And once I take the cannon up to the the forest of the seasons, that's when I go. All right, never, I'm I'm so done. I've never actually beaten this, so that's all like. Non-existent. So, Forest of Seasons is one of those, like, the Lost Woods, where it's like, if you know what you're doing, they will tell you eventually. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's a bunch of owls that cast Confuse, so your controls reverse. Um, and I go, fuck this. So, I got, this time I've gotten through the, both of those areas. I have finished the Underground Palace, which is, I think, the part where you get the gnome spell, if I'm not mistaken. And you fight the robot or something? Well, no, I fought a cat, like a giant tiger-looking thing. Yeah. And the witch, I fought the, you know... Oh, like that's, that. yeah, up in the witchy land. Yeah, I got to yeah the you know, when there. you find out who the main villain is. Yeah, Thanatos, you know, just, he wants to end the world. What? You're just going to drop that line? How dare you? Oh, I like What I like is leading up to that, it's all about Dylok. Oh, yeah. Dylok, Dylok, Dylok. gets warped away. Bye, Dylok. Okay. Um, it always makes me think of that, um, that Dylan, 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 Dylan. Which I've randomly been watching on Comedy Central's uh, YouTube channel this week. Because it, it came up at one point, and so I clicked on one of them, and I was like, oh, I'll just click through a couple more of these. It's nice and digestible on that on the YouTube app version of the or their channel. So, and they have a lot of uncensored ones, which is good. Um. Anyways, back to Secret of Mana. I am now currently trying to level up weapons. I think I've leveled up everything I can at this point. Um. The worst is when you get new spells, and it's like, oh, they're level one. And well, no, they're level zero. You don't even. Oh yeah, zero. Oh yeah, Dan's playing that music. It's got fantastic music. Like oh. that's the the thing. Like yeah. the music from these old Square games, some of the best music ever. That's the town music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait for it. No, we're not there yet. I want to do the extra part. Come on. There it is. You need the guitar solo. Sounds like you're in a nice, idyllic town that they kick you out of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Well, you picked up you a rusty the sword, sword. out of the stone, so you gotta go. Did anyone bother telling me as a kid not to do this? Because they said don't go in the woods. They didn't say don't pull out the sword. So, oh, yeah. Give me that in. You want to get crazy? Uh huh. You want to get crazy? I just see, like, the Riddler or Joker just like laughing in Batman's face. <laughs> so, riddle me this. You're gonna die. So, highest of highs is is music definitely in this game. I think um, even the the music that ha- that you hear in like temples or like the low key song. Yeah. Oh, some the really good. Like some of it is creepy yeah. as fuck. Um. Some of the things I, I, you know, they are frustrating because... It's Can I guess only, one of them? What's that? Go ahead. When you hit a guy with your sword yeah. and doesn't hit them. I mean, 
that's that's just the thing about that game. Even like it happens to you as well. Like they'll hit, try to hit you, but your character will do a crazy like he'll either block it or he'll do no, a no. backflip. The ones where it's not even a block, you just hit oh, yeah, them no, and I, it's no effect. I yeah, well, yeah, because um, they're like sitting down. Or yeah, because yeah, like the whatever. the fly or the bee that you hit is on the ground, but apparently you can't hit him when he's on the ground like that. Yeah. Um, well, there's also the in, the evade stat, yeah. where it's like you can just yeah, but I don't miss them. Yeah, like you're. Well, I aim this perfect stats, and they don't like. Yeah, they they abstract that stuff. Like you're playing what you consider to be a quote unquote Zelda style game when it comes to the combat. It's like, hey, I hit this guy, but there's the stat involved there where it's like, well, no, you didn't because our stat said you missed. Um, no, the thing that kind of, you know, the thing that kind of rankles me a little bit is the, like, the ease with which you can get locked down in certain situations. Like, you just continually take damage. Like, there was a part in the Underground Palace where those goblin, there's that one goblin who spits out the other goblins. Yeah. And, like, I got a couple of occasions where I basically just got locked down and I couldn't do anything. You gotta pick, you gotta pick a different person. You gotta switch and that's, to yeah, the you other gotta swap character. To the, I, that's the thing, like, it's... Because yeah. my mindset isn't... I haven't played this a lot. Like, I don't remember yeah, that kind of so stuff. So you got to switch to yeah. somebody else. So you one switch of, to somebody else, and then you you kill yeah. them. But, like... One of the worst is the, the chessboard knights. Remember the the horses? Yeah, they're in that. Those palace. things, they will fuck you I up. I didn't have a problem with them in the palace. Like I said, it was those fucking goblins who just... just that game is, like, very much like that, though. Yeah. Like, everybody has, like, a different thing that they, they fucking can, yeah. hate. So you can't quite, like... It's like whatever your brain... Do you fight the wall... No, I have not okay. fought that yet. Oh, um, the werewolves also up in the witch place. They're kind of nasty, too. Oh, yeah, quick. the fucking hurricane kick. Yeah, and they just run up in a hurry, beat you up, like, take the off. The thing that always, the thing that I can I continue to run to, into is the, like, I've charged up my weapon, I've yep. got, I think my spacing is right, and then I'll go to make my attack. Whiff. But, no, it's not the whiff, it's the, the, they'll hit you. Like, their attack somehow has precedence over my, like like charged attack that I'm already in the animation for but they just go dink and you're like that's well yeah because you can hit them in their attack too yeah I, I so get it your, but it's your just your sword isn't out oh it's <coughs> it's, fr- it's, frustrating. it's frustrating yeah it's I mean that's why you don't charge up just yeah. get in there baby just keep whacking them <laughs> well I mean it's also also yeah. I mean in some ways the the like if you look at those stats right those melee weapons are mm-hmm. a lot more strong a lot stronger than yep. the range than the stuff range yep. and there's the reason why those yep. range things are good yep. too because you can just throw that from yeah and now like, that's the thing like it's, like it's very it's very kind of I mean it's very early game yeah. of that kind of yeah style. yeah no that's that's, that's the thing like I can't I can't like harp on it too much and the thing is is that you are on they are the enemies are under the same pretty much the same rules as you are so like you like I said when I get locked down, down I can lock them down too as long as I'm smart dude, about it dude if you know the exact spell to use on a boss yeah. they are they are yeah. like nothing instant beat worst case scenario one person will have to do was it the fairy walnut yeah yeah one person might have to toss down a fairy walnut on the sprite once but yeah, if you know the timing of it, yeah, the forgot. second the, the sprite disappears, ridiculous though. Like the um, when you get the when is it the f- the 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 fire golem or something? The guy who casts fire at you, like that's all the, the guy I was just playing. Yeah, so that guy's right? annoying, right? Yeah. But if you have but, ice like if or you water. know the if you know the, the 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 just to keep casting the ice spell, that guy is gone in like so, like ten seconds, and he can't break out of it. And he can't break out of it. My sprite was dead at that yeah, point. So if and, you, yeah, yeah, that's like, the thing. Like, if you are, if, if everything is right, like, that game is extremely easy. If the, your sprite dies, it's game over on yeah. a boss. Yeah, and the thing is, so it's such that, a like, I didn't game. have enough. It's a very imbalanced. I had, so, like, yeah, I, I went into that castle with, like, max couple wishes. 
I didn't have any fairy walnuts because I don't I don't remember. Walnuts what are super that. expensive. They're like a thousand gold per yeah. walnut. I'm just like fuck that. You get like twelve <coughs> magic. And then I bought a barrel for some reason. I was like, oh, oh. God, why did I, buy I thought it was a. I thought it was like I, if I remember, isn't there one thing that is like multiple of a healing item that you buy? Like, isn't there? There's the couple wishes, but isn't there something that's like that? No, no there's just more powerful healing. Yeah, there's candy, okay. chocolate, and royal jam. Okay, okay, that's then that's where I was getting confused. Yeah, candy's a hundred, mm-hmm. chocolates two fifty, and, and the royal, royal jelly is like, like through the roof. Jelly, yeah. yeah. So that was the thing. I thought the barrel, the barrel was just else. makes you immune to attack. For <coughs> but you can't do jack shit. That, it's so weird. That, it's like yeah. wear off already. I didn't mean to use this. Um. But yeah, and then I, you know, I looked up. I was like, oh well, how do? What's the best way to level up magic? And apparently, it's like a static thing. Yeah. Like the XP for the magic is constant. You get a certain amount of experience based, <clears throat> and the experience is based on whatever level the spell. Well, whatever level the spell is yeah. too. Like it's a set number minus the le- current yeah. level of the spell that you're casting. So I believe like magic is how many times you cast it, mm-hmm. yep. and like, and the weapons are how many people you kill. Yeah. With that weapon. Yep. So yeah, so you just stay outside of you just stay outside of an inn. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. Is I'm basically there's, heal, I'm heal, in between heal, two towns. rest. I'm in that field between the two towns after I killed the witch and all that stuff. Keep and making that, I'm just going back track. and forth and back and forth to, yeah, to level up my weapons. I think I've got all my weapons leveled as high as I can. I think I should. I don't know how you level up the magic. You can just level up fully, or do you have to do the same thing with those? That you have to do with the weapons, where you have to find the orbs to be able to. Uh, it's every them. seed. Okay. Every mana seed is one more so if level. I take, if I've only seen those two seeds, does that mean I can get level two with the spells? Yep. Okay, so I'll make sure to do that. So you on. cannot fully max those out until the end of the game. Okay. That's I was yeah you know these are like I said there's no I don't have an instruction book that came with this unless like I don't even that. think that said it in the instruction book. Okay. I'm um, pretty sure most of it. But yeah, I mean, I'm you know, like I said, it's a good game that I I have been playing it handheld while I have Veronica Mars running on Hulu. So it's a good thing like to do mindlessly while I'm you know watching watching that show. Yeah. Um, I also played. I started a new game this week called 1980X, which is I don't know. There's a couple articles on it. I saw I saw it before it came out. Um, I think it was that might have been that indie account I was telling you that tweeted out about it, and I put it on my wish list. Um, it is like a narrative pixel art kind of game telling a you know like a coming of age story almost it seems like but the lens through the main character is through these late 80s inspired video games so like there's a lot of narrative stuff the kid's going through you know things he wants to escape to the big city um and he lives in the suburbs but he finds this magical arcade and like you have these short like 80s inspired 80s arcade style games as the like the actiony parts of it so like one of the first games you play is um is an r-type style shooter but you only play like three levels of it, so you don't you don't actually beat the game. You just get to a point where you complete that point up to that point, and then the the, the narrative carries on. There's been like an outrun style game that I've played in it. Um, it had like almost a it was it's basically like an endless runner or pixel the the one that has Charles Martinet's voice. Um, Bit Trip presents Bit Trip. Runner Two. So it's it is that style of game where you're, it's a runner, but your character's like a rabbit samurai or ninja looking thing. Um, that sword acts kind of like the sword from Strider uh, as you collect orbs and basically you know do the running stuff in it. Um, and then I played the last game I played in that as it was progressing through the story was a um, like classic. 
3D, uh, like, it wasn't fantasy, it was kind of fantasy, but it was also, like, techno-fantasy type thing, um, where your character's in a computerized 3D maze, so it was one of those where you would, normally you would have typed the commands in in that 3D maze, like, mm-hmm. it's the first-person perspective, but whenever you move the joystick, it would say, like, the command, so it'd say, walk forward, walk forward, walk forward, up on, on the left-hand side, but it was one of those where it was like, you've got to get through this maze and kill these three dragons. And then as you were walking through the maze, there were a mixture of fantasy-style monsters and weird techno-monsters as well. Um, and then as you're playing through that, it, the program seems like it's breaking down. So I think there's something, there's more to like the, the actual trauma that's going on. Like The kid apparently has had some sort of trauma, and he's dealing with it through this lens. So it's interesting to play, because like I said, the, the gameplay for the most part on those arcade games is pretty great. Uh, and then <coughs> yesterday, I finally, after buying it earlier this week, before the sale ended, the Steam sale ended, I booted up for the second time I started the first game proper in the Yakuza series. So I have started playing Yakuza Kiwami on the PC. Oh boy. And also, I'm cheating like a bastard. Because oh. I didn't want to deal with having to be broke in that game. So I downloaded Cheat Engine. And I downloaded a cheat table, and holy shit, that thing is fucking easy to do. You find the cheat table, you open the cheat table after you open the game, and it's like, hey, you want unlimited money? Yes, yes I do. What a do you want infinite heat? Do you want infinite health? We can do those two if you want. We can make you invulnerable. What a cheater. Yep. And you know what? I still get Steam achievements, too. What a oh. cheater. Um, but achievements are my entire identity. And if you have yeah. achievements uh-huh. that you didn't earn, I earn them. I played the game. That, that takes away uh-huh. from who I am. Yeah. And as my plays yeah. tell you how you play a game, uh-huh. and you can only play on hard mode, no. and you can only play it uh, without any cheats. Nope. That game's still fun. And man, the, having the load times being on a PC with an SSD is nice. Because like you were saying, Dan... I just click the button to go into the place, and maybe two seconds later it loads up. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to sit there and wait for. Sounds like seconds. I've got a game for you. It's called Moon Hunters on the Switch. Nope, not gonna do it. Um, so yeah, I am on chapter three, four in that game already. I played like I played like four or five hours of it. Um, Majima everywhere is a mode in that, and apparently he just like shows up and he's like, "We're gonna fight now, Kiryu, because you gotta become the Dragon of Dojima again." And I'm just like, uh, "Okay." I kick his ass, and he's like, oh, man, that was great. I got to be prepared next time. We're going to fight again. This is awesome. Kiryu's like, Are you, do you just want to keep doing this? And then after he leaves, he's like, man, he can just show up anywhere. I got to be ready to fight him when I'm going to fight him. And does that every time. But that's the only way you can unlock the fourth style, which is like his Dragon and Dojima style. Um, the other thing I tweaked is the XP multiplier in this so that I can just buy all the stuff because... I don't want to worry about the... Because that was one of the problems I had with this version versus the the original game. Uh, Zero, or I should say Zero. Is Zero, everything was bought with money. In this game, you have, like, an actual XP system that you have to, like, do activity, like, lots of fights and stuff like that to get the XP bar to give you points to spend. Um, So I was just like, no, I don't want that. I just want to play a cool game with a crazy Yakuza story, and that's what this game has, so all of the activities. I'm, I'm doing the activities. I did, a, I did an activity where a bunch of guys kept running into my character and saying, oh my gosh, you broke my back. You better pay us, otherwise things are going to get bad. And, and then you broke their backs. And then I fucked them up, and then the one guy went, oh my god, my back's secured. Thank you. We're going to be peaceful now. And then they did it two more times, <laughs> trying to extort more and more money out of me each time. And I had to destroy them each time. 
But man, I love the heat actions in that game so much. They are the they are the highlight of that thing. There's nothing quite like grabbing a guy, throwing him into the air, and basically pile driving him and leaving him with his head and uh, in the dirt and his body just splayed out above him. It's great. Cut that out of yours. No, not yet. Still violent. Can you use great? Or when he grabs one dude and then he swings him into three other guys and then throws him at the end and they're all knocked out because Kiryu is a badass. Nani? Nani? Oh. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Anything in the news worth talking about this week? Yeah. What do you got? Quick hits. That's not the news. Where's my news tab? So, we were talking last time about a certain company that is so shitty that they caused indie devs to say, pirate our games. G2A. So they might have come out with something else in the last week. Man, that that when when you think they have set the bar as as low as they can, they come out and say, "Hold on." Now, Kevin, I have to tell you though, <laughs> we can't hold that company accountable for this because, like they said, this was a rogue agent who was very good at having all of the right words to sound very much like a official statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So G two A sent out a. They had somebody from their company who um, pretty much decided to come out to a few game journalists. Nine. I believe nine was the number. And they said, hey, we're looking to publish this one thing, talking about how wonderful our service is, how we're transparent, unbiased, Mm -hmm. how we're, you know, there to help indies get money. We care about the indies and everyone. We want to make sure everything is great. And so... We're wondering how much can we pay you to get this published. By the way, could you put your name on the byline Mm -hmm. and don't say this is sponsored content and don't say it's from us at all? But also, we've written this non-biased article that tells everyone how it's basically impossible for, for stolen goods to be sold on our marketplace. Their exact quote. We have written an unbiased article, you got that spot on, about how selling stolen keys Uh on gaming marketplaces is pretty much impossible, impossible, and we want to publish it on your website without being marked as sponsored or marked as associated with Uh G2A. I'm sure you would. It is a transparent and just review of the problem of the stolen keys, or the... yeah, this is bad. Oh, the of the problem yeah, of the stolen keys reselling. This might be the only way they can get away with it. Like somebody even thinking it might. Be we wouldn't put out anything that sounded that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, G two A stepped in their own, you know stepping deeper into their hole that they're digging themselves. Games journalist, one of them, being a fucking journalist with integrity, retweeted or tweeted out tweeted the pictures this out. of the email that they received. Yeah. And it was corroborated by several other outlets. So, yeah. G2A. Don't shop there, guys. That's that's the lesson learned. Again. As indies have said, if you're really going to buy from them, they would rather you pirate. Because at least they're not getting paid one way or another. They'd rather G2A doesn't get paid. I mean, you, you know, if you go into a police station and pull out a gun, sure you made it in there. But now what? How are you going to get out? Oh. What? Yeah, everything. Like, all their stuff, it sounded like... So, you watched the second season of Daredevil, right? The one with the Punisher and where Matt Murdock is the worst lawyer ever? This is type of shit season two Matt Murdock would say. 
The man without fear. Of humiliating himself. You know the worst? Can't see what's right in front of him. I got that. He's blind. This is a good one. The worst thing about that show was the fact that season three was so good. Yeah. Sunshine's on a dog that sometimes. Just like Jessica Jones. Season three, it ended really dumb. But compared to, it was so good. What else you got, Kevin? Let's keep rolling. That's it. All right. Well, I haven't been reading the news because I've been. Oh, too much. I've got a few good news things. Good news. This is not news like journalistic news. This is news like upcoming. You might want to keep your eyes open for good news, everybody. This is like the weather forecast. Sure. If you're a fan of speedrunning, since uh, Summer Games Done Quick just ended, there are a few things coming up since we're going to be on hiatus for a couple weeks Uh as vacations and conventions Uh exist. Oh, I did play a Mario Maker level, Mario Maker 2 level that Grand Pooh Bear uh, recommended. He had a a picture of a kid who he promised to play. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's... (laughs) The uh, yeah, he tweeted, he retweeted, or he retweeted a young boy's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's get this kid's levels played and liked," and I, so I played that. So also, that Grand about. Grand Pooh Bear, good one. It was it was a fun little level, yeah. Like it, you know, it was it had Kaizo in the title, so but it wasn't really. I mean, it wasn't super difficult. It had some hidden blocks that were mfers, and you know, it had some it had a little platforming trickery here and there. But yeah, it was a nice little bite sized level. But the kid designed it. You know what? Give him props. Speaking of Grand, done. speaking of Grand Pooh Bear, he's been putting out some real cool levels that mm-hmm. are pretty much tutorials on making Kaizo levels because there's a lot of people or how to play Kaizo levels. Too, yeah, right? yeah. And it's how to play them and how to set up good Kaizo maneuvers in them. Because there are a lot of people who are trying to make the... They think they're making Kaizo, but they're making bullshit. And meanwhile, Kaizo, it is ultra challenging, but very logical. That's that's the name of my TED Talk. They think they're making Kaizo, but they're just making bullshit. And... Grand Pooh Bear, he's putting out these cool levels that will show you, like, how to do a shell jump off of a wall. There's also some cool levels that are, like, narrative that I've been hearing about. Like, one of them is called Mario Goes to Wario, and then the sequel is Mario Returns from Wario. It's war, and then hyphen, I-O. And Mario Goes to Wario, he goes riding tanks, and there's a bunch of tanks and stuff like that on Mario Returns. It's him first dreaming about the tanks. It's like all this twisted, like, PSTD stuff. There's another one where you immediately start the level with Yoshi, and you have to do a Yoshi sacrifice jump to get up a wall, and Yoshi falls in a pit. Mealy, the whole, like, air of everything becomes very depressive. The music becomes weird. There's ghost Yoshis all over the place. Don't kill Yoshi. Yoshi's a good friend. Take with you to the end. Save the Yoshis. Yoshi! He's not a tool to be used for your whims, Dan. Yoshi! And then, later on the same level, you have to do a bunch of Yoshi Yoshi. sacrifice jumps in a row. Every time you jump Mm -hmm. off of him, they have it set up the sound right at that point. It just screams, like, ah! Oh yeah, one thing we didn't call out. Shinji, probably one of the all-time great anime screams, Dan, right? Do you agree? His blood-curdling screams. Yoshi. He has a few of those going on. Shinji's a broken person. Ah, you know, they're all broken in some way, aren't we all? Yoshi. So for fans of randomizers, right now it's Highway to the Zemus Zone, which is the current, um, uh, what did, 
Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise Tournament, okay. which is being hosted by RPG Limit Break. Mm-hmm. Those are really good if you want to see some cool stuff. They had a, I believe it was a Porom and Porom. Like, you started with two Poroms, I think it was. Nope. And That's not right. somebody beat in like an hour 15, I think it sure. was. Because why not? It's fucking insane. Also coming up, um, the 20th, I believe, is um, ESA. I do not know what ESA stands for. You go to their website, it does not say what it stands for. But EA, ESA is going to be... Every sexy ass. Raising money for, I believe, Swedish psychiatric help. So it's for a good cause. It's two week-long marathons at the same time. So it's kind of like going to like a warp tour where if you don't like what's on the main stage at a point, you go to the side stage. Okay. It's the only music. Sure. Or an end fest. Uh-huh. I've been to end fest. I haven't been to that one. Bumbershoot? I haven't been to that one. Coachella? I've only been to like end fest and, and warp tour. And not for like decades. But... You can pick from two different simultaneous streams of speedruns for a good cause. It's going, I believe, from the 20th until the 28th. So it goes a hair over a week. Starts on a Saturday, ends the following Sunday, and sounds like a good thing. A lot of good runners going to be doing it. Also coming up, we'll be streaming or podcasting before this, but uh, Frame Fatales is coming up in about a month. The 18th of August where it's all women speedrunners in a marathon. That's, yeah, that's another thing I hope that gets more and more prevalent, the marathons, they have more diversity in their runners. Like, they've got a good, like, a smattering of it, but it would be nice to see. Well, it's like, I'm kind of disappointed that, um, uh, what is it? Proto-Magical Girl. Yeah. She will not do, um, GDQ events. Because of how they put more preference to male speedrunners. And she's had a beef with them about it for like about a year and a half. That's why she isn't doing commentary, not doing runs with them. It's a bummer. It's too bad. It's kind of like it's also sad that Bubbles Del Fuego doesn't do anything. But for him it was he got kicked out because of pot. Which is sad because I liked his stuff. He's mm-hmm. a good speedrunner, and he's better than some of the people ended up being kicked out because it took a few events for GDQ to go, oh, this guy is so toxic, we probably now have to act. So Kevin, what are you going to play this week? Yoshi! Yoshi! Okay, I'll play Yoshi. Yoshi! The, the puzzle game from the NES, sure. Oh, Yoshi's no. cookie! Uh-huh. No, it's just, just Yoshi. No, stop it. He had a cookie. Yeah, he did. If you want to play, there's there's now Dr. Mario World on, on phones. Yeah. That doesn't sound like... I'm disappointed. Speaking of doesn't sound good, Soul Seraph. I was so excited to play that. And when, like, reading some uh, initial thoughts on Kotaku, like Mike Faye did a, yeah. you know, not a review, but a initial thoughts. Yeah. And then looking at Brad Shoemaker's um, Quick Look. Quick look yeah. The fact that it sounds like the action parts, you know, the side view, like, mm-hmm. platforming, the controls are a little bit less tight than they should be. And then they turn the town development stuff into a never-ending uh, tower defense game. Um, I mean, Ben seemed like he, was, he wasn't too down on it when they were talking about it on the Bombcast, so... Ben's also a Dota fan. But he's also a... He also is a huge Actraiser fan, too, so... But they turn this too much I, I, into, like, a RTS tower it, defense. It's probably going to be a mixed game, yeah, for sure. Like, But like I said, Ben, who I know is... It's a, not called Act Razor. Okay. It, 
So maybe maybe that's what maybe there we go. That's how we like, get around it. Maybe they're like we're changing it. It's not really called Accuracy. If it's well, called Accuracy three, then we have a problem. You you could break into a police station with a gun, yeah, but how are yeah. you going to get how out? How are you going to get out, John? How are you getting out? You you, you put a bomb. In so that was me not there. answering the yeah, question. What are you playing, Kevin? If I get a chance to stream, and uh-huh. I'm not playing Nurse Crosscode. Crosscode, because uh-huh. I am very near Close the Steam. end. I could taste the. Taste I put 34 it. hours into sure. that game, according Steam. Um, probably a little more Dead or School, because that game's pretty good when I'm in the mood to just fucking shoot things and sure. stab things. And then um, Treasure Adventure World. Okay, that game's a lot of fun. It's a good innocent when Metroidvania. Dan, what's on the docket this week? To play a game so BattleTech probably. BattleTech, okay. You can try and get back to that. Yeah. Gonna get your your Wolf Company to yeah. prominence. What'd yeah. you name your co- company, Dan? Um, I'm part of some NPC company right oh, now. Oh, okay. I thought you. Yeah, I didn't. I could have sworn you you start your own name, but maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I can rename it. I don't know. Yeah. I just I, I got into a thing and they're like, hey, we need some help. You're the leader now. I'm like, cool. All right. I guess that's how that works. You know what you should do? Name it like Cool Company. White man just gets promoted. It doesn't even have to do anything. No, I mean, well, makes sense, right? That's just what happens, <laughs> right, Kevin? I mean, that's just that's the way of the beast. I've got I've got it. a jam I want to. No, make it stop. It's the scary music in Secret of Mana. I don't like it. I don't, like not, it. I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't like it. <laughs> well, Batsy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to play more Yakuza Kiwami as I cheat my way to the top. And then maybe I'll pick up Kiwami 2. Because I'm actually playing this one because I want to get the story. Then I want to get to Kiwami 2 where I can actually play the game on the new engine. Because Kiwami 2 uses this, the Yakuza 6 engine. Which means no loading when you go out of stores and stuff. So, mm. yeah, that's that's. I mean, honestly, that's one of the the, the nagging things about that game. Like, mm-hmm. every time you go up to a place, you got to hit that A button to load into it. I would much rather just walk into the real open world view. Yeah. Yes, and then of course I'll have to keep. I have to find the the uh, replacement for Pocket Fighter Champion because. He's trying to retire and get married, so I have to find the new person who's going to run the slot car racing tournament. You should get, like, that guy who always goes, that pervy. pervy. I have not seen Pervy Man yet in this, so. But like I said, I haven't, I've only just opened the open world stuff, so I started wandering around doing the side missions. I'm sure he'll show up at some point. Just remember, if you go to the batting cage, be a cheater like Dan. Play with mouse and keyboard? Mouse and keyboard. (laughs) Cranking. You're like, this is so easy. You're just cranking it. <laughs> well, for me, it's like, I cannot hit this. Yeah. Controller, fuck you. Alright, well, thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. We'll be out the next couple weeks. We'll be uh, back in August. August, we'll have a... Dan and I will have a, a, a uh, extensive review of what's hot in the arcades nowadays. With all of the used arcade games uh-huh. we're going to play. Yeah. There's nothing new there. There's, there's so always I'm, something new there, Dan. I've heard this thing about this game called Rampage. Yeah. There's like three monsters who could, they climb buildings and destroy them. They eat people. Uh I've also heard about this Puck-Man. They they changed it to Pac-Man in the U.S. because they didn't want to say Fuck-Man when people vandalize because they're bad. But find out about this Puck-Man. I will. I will make sure to find out about Puck-Man and his weird friend Crazy Otto. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
and I believe there's a Miz as well. She's got a bow on her head. Whoa! And they have a kid. And there's a, there's a oh, bow on her head. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. I heard also that she's. I thought you said she's got a boner head. <laughs> she's got a boner head. This this sounds pervy, but it's not. There's a game called Asteroids. This sounds pervy, but it's not. It's not actually about asses. It's about hemorrhoids. It's about rocks from the sky. No, I'm probably just gonna end up playing a lot of Major Havoc because I love that game, and it's such a crazy mishmash of things, and it also has vector graphics, which I like a lot. So that'll probably end up. Play Vector Man. There's no Vector Man. They didn't make an arcade Vector Somebody should make arcade Vector Man. I do want to play Cliff Jumper because that's the loop in the third Dragon's Lair game. And it'll just say, JUMP! Even though it's just the weirdest. Yeah. And you just lose a lot because it's oh, a yeah. Dragon's Lair oh, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those games were bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, I did hit left. No, you didn't. Not in the time frame we told I, you to hit it. You hit left. No. No, you hit too quick. You hit too quick. And too, yeah, you didn't hit the right left. We were looking for left left. You were doing up left. Fuck this game. I'm putting another quarter in. Oh, sorry. I mean, our four quarters. Dollar, yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, press left, left. Okay. I'm on next screen. And okay, another dollar in. Okay, try. Thirty seconds. Another later. dollar in. Man, I could have just been playing Street Fighter this whole time. Bing, 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 bing. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.